talking to occasionally awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie, and I'm the best. You're the best. I'm top. I'm the best. I'm top thousand. Top thousand. <laughs> uh, I fall somewhere in there, too. Yeah, top, top thousand. Top. Just, just guys who are the best. Just people of the best. Um, yeah. Which is good, because two weeks ago, we weren't in the top thousand. No, I moved up. Yeah. We're the bullet. We're, we're the best. I don't best even know what we did. We just got an email that was like, congratulations, yeah, got... you're in the top thousand. Oh, I got a fax that said, oh, okay. you're in top thousand, the best. Mine, mine came in PDF file email. Yeah, mine. So a, I might be top nine hundred. Mine was a fax, and it had one of those wax seals on it, like a letter from Hogwarts. But it faxed. Yeah, wax that seal? was so cool about it. So, so it was just like the printed version. It was from Hogwarts. Okay. So I, I got into Hufflepuff, and I'm the best. I feel like you're dreaming now at nope. this point. You don't know. Hogwarts anything. isn't a real place. Uh, first of all, that's bullshit. Was it addressed uh, from Orlando, Florida, from the Harry Potter land? <laughs> Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know who's um, a special wizard of comedy? Comedy. <laughs> Sam Tripoli. <laughs> I don't know what comedy is. Comedy. It's it's a ver- uh, it's a homily, which is a religious verse. <laughs> and then you got no. That's a hymn. Homily. What's a homily? I don't know if that's a word. Either. No, it is a word. I just don't know what it means. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's song. get into what we do now. Sam Tripoli is, is hilarious. Our He's our guest today. You probably already like him and know him. If you listen to our podcast, you probably listen to one of his. Mm-hmm. He came in to hang out. The big news is this. Dude is putting out a record today. Today. May 20th. May 20th. Officially out. Officially out. It we, is called Believe in Yourself. It's called Believe in Yourself. We talk about it with him. We talk about recording it, where, and then we just get into a lot of a million of things. Oh, we got to talk about it. So we do a little bit of uh, comedy talk, which, you know, we don't do that often, but here and there. It's because the theme is like he released an album. Yeah. We talk a little bit about the Clippers, uh, homophobia, racism. We get into a bunch of shit. Yeah. It's a good episode, so we'll keep this intro Nice and fucking short. But buy, go buy his album. I say this during the episode. If you like comedians and you want them to stay comedians and be able to continue doing what they do, if you like Sam Triplin and you think it's funny, it's time to pony up. Get some of your dough and buy dude's record. Yep. There's way shittier things. His record costs the same as like going to Starbucks. Yeah. So like skip it. Get Support someone who makes you laugh. Do it this way, important. too. Get two less drinks this week when you go out to a bar. Yeah. That's boom, right there. That's an album. If Tripoli's m- going to make you laugh way more than than, than is worth, then than you're going to spend money. You know what I'm saying? You're getting a value. So support him. And so the comedians that you love can continue being the comedians you love. So you can find this on, you go to allthingscomedy.com, uh, all the info. They'll have like a banner ad with Tripoli's yeah. you know, name, picture, and all that. And then all the links are there. It's anywhere you can find music, it's going to be there. iTunes, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, etc. So do that. And uh, speaking of supporting uh, comedy, support this podcast uh, by going to Warby Parker. The lovely people at Warby Parker eyewear are supporting our podcast if you wear glasses like me you know they're ex- expensive as dicks it sucks mm-hmm. glasses shouldn't cost as much as an iphone what can i do to change that kevin you go to warby parker then you look what? at their sweet glasses that you like they'll send but you. but i have a lot that i like i i, I kind of want to try on like i don't know five they'll send you five what? pairs of glasses in the mail you That's... get to keep hold on to them for 10 days and try them on wow. and show your face to your loved ones who love you back and say do you love me with this pair on That's or more crazy. with this pair which how much pair? does it cost to like get all five to hold on to? Five bucks man and they sent you for free. the one i settle on the one you settle on that's lenses and reflective lenses 
and the frames for 95 bucks. That's no, crazy. I feel they have a like titanium collection that's a little bit more because it's titanium, but it's like an extra 50 bucks. That's insane. I feel like this is too good to be true. It's not. You're it still, sounds like there's got to be some kind of special promo code or offer. There's a code, but it, it lasts forever. And that's what? the beauty. You go to warbyparker.com forward slash awesome, which is our code, and that's how you get the glasses. It's a deal. If you have to put glasses on your face, look cool. Look, putting glasses on my face that looked cool may, gave me a career as an actor. <laughs> so that's thing, right. Do you want a career in entertainment? Warbyparker.com forward slash awesome. Good things happen Get when you done. put cool glasses on your face that don't say, hey, look, I have good taste. I like cool things. The people you want to have sex with will want to have sex with you back. Uh-huh. Warbyparker.com forward slash awesome. Buy Sam Tripoli's album on all things comedy. Support the things you love and that give you support back with laughter and love and vision and <laughs> accurate ability to drive down the street and see things and look cool. Yep. Uh, speaking of cool, I'm going to be in the fucking city that houses the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cleveland, Ohio, everybody. May 22nd through the 24th. I'm there. Me and Bobby Lee live. Live at Hilarities. Come to those shows. They'll be fun. Uh, also, let me know what the fuck to do in Cleveland. I know this is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm doing that. Uh, let me know what else is good. What's good food? Where's good records? Where's good clothes? So on and so forth. Uh, June 20th and 21st, album recording. Comedy Store La Jolla, Friday and Saturday, 8 and 10.30. Get your butts out there. If you can't go, send friends. Let's get bodies in seats. Um, and let's make this thing sound fucking great. Yep. Support the people you love. Yes. That's why we can continue to do this. You guys are listening at work right now, on a drive home, on a drive to work, on a drive on a road trip, uh, sitting in a bathtub. I don't know where the hell you are. (laughs) But you're listening to this, and hopefully you're enjoying it. And if you support us, we can keep putting these things out for you guys. That being said, um, let's wrap up this intro and let you guys enjoy this episode with the very funny, the very awesome Mr. Sam Tripoli. Bye. Let's get more and more grind. Yeah, that's the weirdness. It's yeah. Like, and they come out of nowhere. They just like give up. Was it what? weird when you saw the first one? No, I mean, I, I mean, my grandpa and my dad. I know it comes off my mom's side, but my gra- my dad's not gray, and my grandfather on his side wasn't gray. Now on my mom's side, my uncle lost all of his hair, so I was like, oh man, I'm gonna lose yeah. all my hair. <laughs> But then my brother got to like 30-something. I was yeah. using Propecia and stuff all the time. Yeah, me too. And then I saw my brother. I'm like, he's not losing any hair. Yeah, it's your what am mom's I doing father. Here? It's what? Supposedly, it's your mother's father that determines your hairline. I've heard that. Is that true? I, I, that's what I've always understood. I've heard it too, but... Because my dad cr- went bald super young. Like, went to Vietnam. They shaved his head and it never Which you're proud of? Yeah. <laughs> But then he, my my uh, my mom's dad had hair, and I have hair, so yeah, I'm very. I Does have your hair. mom's dad have hair? He had a little. Now my brother, my mother's brother, he, I mean, like he always wore hats all the time. And then one day, and literally, I've known this man my whole life. One day, like when I'm like 33, he takes his hat off. Just completely bald, but huh. just full right here, like yeah. this weird thing. Yeah. 
Like some set on fire right here or something. Yeah. So but your it, mom's dad doesn't have hair. My mom's dad had hair. Oh, I thought you said a little. But my mom's brother had no hair on top. He has no hair but on you top. You have a lot of hair. I do have a lot of hair. But my point was there was a time where I was freaking out. So I was dropping yeah, Propecia yeah. and all that on it. Yeah. And then I saw my brother. I'm like, what am I doing here? I'm wasting money out of these yeah, stupid that's pills. What I took it for like a decade. And I was like, I, praised, I wasted like $6,000. And now you're <laughs> losing no your hair, though. No, it's the same. <laughs> I'd welcome it at this point. I'd be like, all right, call it a day. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine was going to be like, you're going to go bald. And you know who that guy was? His name is John Roberts. Mm-hmm. And he's the voice on uh, Bob's Burger. Mm-hmm. He does the mom. And we yeah. used to valet together. Really? <laughs> is he bald now? No. He's like, you're going to go bald. I'm like, I can't. So I started popping pills. <laughs> he fucked with your head. Yeah. And made you take the pills. There was a whole episode of the old Dennis Miller show. And he was just like, the only difference between me and my writers is hair. Is that scary? <laughs> yeah, he goes, that's it. He goes, that's me, so me is the only difference is hair. That's why he got like plugs. Well, yeah, there was, pl- I, 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 you know, Rogan had plugs for a little while. And then yeah. he just said, F it. Oh, yeah, he did. And he's just pretty shit. good. I mean, he's got money. So it's like, you can get Well, good now money. you yeah, can just like get the super high end. Now you could yeah. just get the scalp transplant. That's the thing and that people do good, now. Right? Oh, you no, know that looks normal. It looks like just a head of hair. Yeah. You know what the scariest thing that I just heard? Now the new thing is young blood. Have yeah. you seen this? I had to talk Whoa, about it. Dude. I had to talk about it on Chelsea. What is night. that? What is They figured out that yeah, the, the that the blood of young mice basically makes old mice a little healthier. <laughs> So you basically infuse young blood into yourself and young it, human blood. Well, no, they did it in mice, but it stands to reason same, you know, similarly. Oh reason yeah, to test shit in mice. There's gonna be some kidnapping going. Yeah, on. Yeah, that's why I said there's gonna be kids with sippy cups of their blood that's in the, the alley. The fountain of youth is inside children. Yeah, literally. The Every fountain of youth is the wow. blood of the children. Every underworld movie. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's like let's get people's blood yeah, so that's what's gonna happen Josh Wolf. is writing a script about this right yeah, now. Right yeah now. Josh Wolf had a funny joke where he's like you can just see Joan Rivers just going to pet stores and buying mice just shoving them in her mouth yeah, just eating <laughs> eating baby mice <laughs> but yeah Dude, young scary. blood uh, pretty bad when I heard that I'm like that's not good I mean that's like you know they, that's what you do with stem cell it's just uh, you know it's new it's new blood man <laughs> I mean I feel like that you know you uh, you read stories about like kings and like in like thousands and thousands. By the thousands way, is this podcast ago. started? At, yeah, yeah, yeah. At any point, do you say that it started, or we just <laughs> we, we just record started intros. about my hair going, no, we, me going we bald, and we, we just go later. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, we just got robot dicks in our faces. <laughs> but you know, like you hear stories where like um, uh, kings or tribal leaders or whatever would eat the hearts of children or yeah. virgins. There's or a guy that does that. Yeah, they do that in parts and of Africa now. And his name General Butt Fucking Naked. Uh-huh. I mean, I know that's yeah, from yeah, yeah. thing, but that's based on a real guy. Yeah, yeah. And he like kills orphans and drinks their blood. Yeah, unbelievable. And now science <laughs> is like, now science is like, no, those guys were right. Well, like all like, that weird we should blo- do that. <laughs> all that weird bloodletting shit from the like dark ages and stuff. It's like, no, your blood's dirty. Get it out of you. Like, oh, well, there you hear like Keith Richards. Got all his blood taken out and then got it cleaned and got new blood or whatever. Well, that's what, uh, what's his face? Anthony Michaels? Is that from Red Hot Chili Peppers? Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis. That's why he says, he's like, I ain't got hepatitis anymore. I just cleaned out the old blood, brought in new blood. 
Well, real? Yeah, that's what he said. Neil was telling me that you can. They cured Hep C. It's three treatments. It's a hundred grand though. It's not covered, but it's a hundred thousand bucks you can cure. And there's a. Cause I asked him again because he told me this in conversation, and I went back. And he also told me there's a pill now that blocks HIV. So you don't get it. If you have it, you Is still it have called it. Magic Johnson? <laughs> Apparently, dude. That's the thing. It, but I was thinking about this. They still can't fucking crack herpes. Herpes is still It's unbeatable. so interesting. Yeah. They have the one drug that prevents you from having breakouts. Breakouts. That's you such still a have best it. They've done. There's a herpes dating site. How funny is I'm that sure, though? Yeah. Still, I, I've always wanted to know if they were going to do a study on any actor who did a herpes commercial. Yeah. If anybody went on to do anything. I mean, the, usually those commercials are kind of like the la- like if you look at the Val tracks or the any like the boner pill commercials, there are mostly actors you don't see in other shit ever, ever. But how would you? I mean, like I remember the last one I saw. Remember was like a guy and a girl. They're walking on a beach, having a good time. Yeah, they're in a boat. They're just doing like fun daytime stuff. Activity. But they look so generic. It's like. That guy could have been in another commercial. But it's just like, like I won't, I wouldn't do one. And there are a lot of money. That's why they pay a lot. There are a lot of money. It's they like you get like more. they pay way more. It's like you get an embarrassment fee. But like I, 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 I didn't go out. I had was supposed. To, they tried to get me to go out for. It wasn't a boner thing, but it was just a medication for like just kind of a gross disease. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I got shit balls eyes. Yeah, literally, it was like a fungal <laughs> thing. I was like, nah, I don't want to. I'm good. <laughs> now, can I ask you something? Have you ever had the desire to buy any drug ever advertised on television? No. I've asked people, has anyone ever? I no. don't think anyone does it. I just think they just use that to control the message. Well, also, I, I mean, when are you at a doctor and you get to pick? Your doctor just says, like, hey, I'm going to put you on this. You're never like, um, well, let me, yeah, I know you have this, but the people at Siemens are actually yeah. making, like, you don't have, like, why does, when does hey, that do happen? Hey, remember that commercial where the chicks are diving into the pool? Can I, yeah. can I get a little bit of that? Yeah, you what? don't get to pick what you get. You just get handed it. So why are there so many drug unless commercials? You go in with the, the actors. No, no, unless you go into the doctor's office going like, no, my legs are really restless. Yeah. Like, I have this <laughs> syndrome and I need, and they're like. I get that. Does that mean I'm dying? What do you mean? I don't think that's a real like thing that. But I just told you I get that. What restless, restless leg syndrome? Well, like what happens? Like well, consult your local physician. Okay. And- <laughs> no, that is a real thing. I, uh, you know, I had to fly from Marco Island today, so I had to return my car. The, f- the airport was an hour away. Mm-hmm. And then I had to return. My flight was at five thirty, so I had to get there at four thirty. So I had to down. A- yeah, I had to Whoa. down a Red Bull. And then, like, I'm trying to sleep on the, uh, on the plane. plane, and my legs are just, like, yeah, dancing, dancing, <laughs> dancing machine. <laughs> and it was just, like, and that's restless leg, right? No, yeah, restless. Red Bull. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Red Bull leg. <laughs> tomato, tomato. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, restless leg is something where it's just like that all the time. Oh, sometimes at night, my legs just can't go to sleep. I think it's yeah. when you're sleeping. See, okay. no one knows what it is. They but just they see the commercial sure. and go, I have a similar-ish thing. And then they go to a doctor and go... I need medicine for this. Well, pharmaceuticals is such humongous business. They can afford to advertise whatever they want. I mean, maybe it's for doctors to know about the medication and see it. I mean, they run maybe it all that's during a good point. No I just think it's about controlling no, the message. There's like, no we way have, those commercials are for doctors. That's what medical school's for. No, but like to know point, what medications Nick. are act that, out there and stuff. 
Doctors are watching TV. Like they watch golf. Hold on, guys. Stop. Hold on. I know. I, listen, I want to see the finale too of Real Housewives of Orange County. But can you back it up to that commercial? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a patient who's having some. Uh, yeah. Or they're aiming life. at old people. I like been keeping the up. reason. <laughs> the reason those commercials make so much money is because they run them like daytime network TV. <laughs> I'm imagining a doctor getting in trouble. For not knowing enough medication. <laughs> and then his superior's like, have you not been watching television? <laughs> have you not been watching enough TV? Go home right now. Watch seven hours of TV and memorize all the commercials. Are you a big uh, Mike Judd fan? Mike Judge? Judd. Judd. Judd? Mike Judd? Mike Judge? Who's the guy who did uh, Idiocracy? Mike, uh, Mike Judge. Judge. Okay, yeah. Judge. Yeah, I like him. He's great. Yeah, he's great. That movie is so... Smart, yeah. It, I mean, it's like almost it's it's that guy gets culture in a way that's always pretty far ahead of the curve. Office Space is a solid decade ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's a great movie. I mean, he sees stuff coming a mile away. I feel like Idiocracy, the concept was awesome, and I wanted it to be really great, but it just didn't deliver. Some of the casting was interesting. Yeah, like you, you know, Mio. What's Mia Rudolph? Is that Maya Rudolph? Whatever, yeah. man. Seriously, <laughs> just go with it at this point. You're asking. Yeah. You're like, is it- I thought she's a great actress. I just I don't know if she's right in that role, but I love Maya Rudolph. I think, I think so she's funny. hilariously talented. I don't understand yeah. it. I think she's so. She Every did time one of I my anything. I'm like she I did one why. of my favorite sketches on SNL. I find her really funny. She get I don't know what she I she gives me the giggle. What's your lady. favorite sketch? Her, the, one of my favorite sketches she's in, Matthew Fox from Lost was the guest. And the, 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 the thing is just about how everyone's obsessed with Lost. Matthew Fox gets on an elevator. Maya Rudolph's on there, and she has such a huge crush on him, she decides to ask him on a date. But it's like a classic like woman in her 30s being really polite, and she's just like, I feel I would be remiss if I... And she goes, what are you doing, Karen? And she continues asking him out. And it's just so realistic to me. Like, that's the way, like, a really nice adult woman would try to ask out a movie star. Not, like, in any way that's like, uh, if you would maybe enjoy getting a lunch. Like, a super polite. Yeah. But the way she just goes, what are you doing, Karen? <laughs> I've thought, I think about it every day. <laughs> I haven't laugh. watched Night Live lately. I, I mean, I saw the Donald Sterling sketch. I watched I, Leslie's thing. How was it? I, you know, I watched I, that. Yeah, they she's had great. It's from her act, man. She's great. Yeah, yeah. She got in trouble. She got in a lot. She caught a lot of beef. Yeah, there's controversy over whether it was racist, sexist. Yeah. So stupid. Who is getting mad at this stuff? It's if, so point, weird. It's only Moshe had the her. best tweet about it, where he's like, "Oh, you didn't specify which kind of black performer you wanted on SNL. Sorry, guys. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> like you got like she got the job. She became. They hired her. For yeah. obvious reasons, Leslie's fucking hilarious. Very funny. Uh, dude, when you got to follow She's Leslie at the comedy store, dude, it's not. It's called an education. You better, you better focus. I saw a lot of comics trying to talk shit about her, and I didn't see a single one that could follow her. No yeah, one, dude. Like, you can't. You fo- go ahead. You, good luck following Leslie. I, f- I got a full focus. Yeah. Like there, you better I, bring it, or you're gonna look like you're asleep up there compared to her. Yeah, I got, I you know, I got to script my first five jokes. I just yeah. can't go up there and feel it out. It's like Mm-mm. I have to have a game plan. Yeah, because it, it can up, get ugly fast. It ends up she's one of those people that you actually have to watch the last few minutes of her set because you need something to use to kind of get because something happened in, when or, she's done. Something happened in that room, and if you act like you were, and if you don't acknowledge what happened, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, no. that's the comedy store, and that's what makes it so great. Yeah, is that there's no host. 
You have if someone yeah. sets that place on fire. Yeah, <laughs> you're walking into a five o'clock you're alarm. Fi- you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like yeah. crazy. You're next. And that's why comedy store comics are so great. It's because there's no hiding. Yeah, you got to follow like impo- shit that doesn't happen anywhere. You normally you would never have to follow one full hour of Dave Chappelle because yeah. he's always closing a show. Yeah. But then there, you're like, oh, I'm waiting to go up. And then he walks in and does an hour of Chris Rock or whoever. And then you still have to go on next. And people that are like, is, oh, this I mean, guy's not last? I thought Rock was last. Yeah. And when I first got picked up at the store, I had to follow Joe Rogan and Dice and Eddie Griffin every night. Yeah. yeah. I had to follow Dice a couple times. I, fo- I never had to follow Eddie Griffin. I had to follow Mencia once. And it was just like, God damn it. You probably had to go home and do stuff. Well, I mean, no, it'd be, this would be on Sundays, like on a pop-in night. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, And yeah. they would come in, and I would be next, and I would want to leave. My first instinct was to go home, and then I was like, no, just hang out. But, like, having to follow Dice, it's just like, dude, this is tough. Now, you've been doing a little touring, doing a little road. Now, are you doing a lot of road now? Not a lot, but a little. Man, it's so interesting. Well, because, you know, it's like I, I've been at the store for so long. Yeah. And, like, it's so interesting when you leave the store. You really have to know it's... Nowhere else is like that. You no. should, I, I'll just go up there and try to create pure chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, whoa, dude. Yeah, slow down. You slow down. Do that. That, that was one thing. I, I, you know, I went, when, I went to the store. I got picked up. I was very blessed. And I started following the year. Like, you remember? Like, it's got to be like 13 years ago. I don't even remember yeah. the exact. It was like. Because I remember in 2000, thir- I heard. I had ju- I'd started comedy that year. And I remember you came to the Ha Ha Cafe to do like some 8 p.m. show or something. And someone was saying like, yeah, this guy Sam Tripoli is closing the show and he, he, he works at the comedy store. Like he works out at the comedy store or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you were the first person I knew that like, I'm like, oh, that guy performs at the comedy store. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I've only known go you well. as a regular. No, you were the, I mean, you did. Well, only, when I got there, you were already a regular. Yeah, I think I got picked up. 2001 right okay so yeah it's about 13 years okay and uh i was just always having to file chaos so and then i would do really well so people would just like okay you're going on the road and i just went right to headliner yeah i never got to learn how to do like do the road man yeah <laughs> and there are tricks to the road man like headlining is its own crazy little thing it's specific like, I watch people have to do it. It's so much harder than featuring. Oh, so featuring is fucking. the best spot. God, God yeah. if you're blessed to have an opener, yeah. who suck, which tends to be Florida, if you're ever doing Florida, <laughs> your opener will suck. Right. Yeah. It just, I've done it for years. It just, it, very rarely will you get a great opener. Yeah. Dallas, you're going to get a great opener. Uh, Seattle, you know, Washington, uh, Oregon, you're going to get great openers. Any city that has a good comedy scene. Chicago, probably. You're going to get a. You know, opener. La Jolla, you can get some good openers, too. Like, San Diego's got great comics. Yeah. Arizona, great comics. But, man, Florida, you are going to get an opener who is just going to just make announcements. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much happening. Yeah. Now, some, back, in the, back in the day, you know, when I still knew the headlining, man, you know, if I got an opener who ate it and then a feature who blazed the room, you know, it, was, it wasn't as easy as, it, as, nah. it, as I thought it would be because... It's not a 15-minute power set. No. 
Like at the in, in LA, you come up, you're like bam, 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 bam yeah. power, 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 bam, bam, kill. You know, get off stage. It's like 50 minutes of rock. You gotta yeah. pace yourself. It's an experience of you. Headlining isn't about kill, kill, kill every two seconds. It's like ebb and flows. It's a roller coaster. It's like a whole journey. Take you your know? time, man. You know, that's yeah. what nobody, I never got anybody to tell me, pull me aside, going, hey, dude, <laughs> you don't have yeah. to flamethrow two seconds into the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, at the store, you're like, I need to light this room up yeah. in the first minute or I'm fucked for yeah, the 14 hours. You only after. have 15 minutes to follow, you know, someone who. And who knows what murdered. you just followed? Something. You followed. So- There's never anything middle ground at the store. You either follow someone eating a hot one or someone just lit it up. So you better fix. You need to make your. You put your stamp on that situation quick. 100%. You know, the comedy store right now is a really great time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I think it's in a great place. All the rooms are rocking. There's a lot of mix of great of young comics, on. great old com- A lot of people working. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, crowds there now. Yeah. You know, for the last few years, two, three years, it's, it's been good. I, I a lot like, of times have to stop and think about how bad it was when I first got there. And, and when did you get picked up? Uh... I mean, I started going there like 11 years ago, I think, and I was got past like a year or so after I first got there. When I got picked up in 2001, she decided to just clean house. Like she said, all the 80s and 90s comics, it's done. Yeah. And it, she cleaned house. I mean, there were times where Steve Renzizi was working the cash register, and I'd walk up going, how's it going? He's like... Should I be looking for a new job? Because there's nobody in there. There's like three when people. When I first there. started, I would come in on a Wednesday to open, and the show wouldn't start because there weren't any people there. And then I'd go home. I'd get a call at 10.30. Now, the show started at 9, and it'd be telling me, okay, we got six people if you want to come back. And I'd be like, I live in Burbank. Yeah, the dude. rule <laughs> is you, could, you couldn't start the show unless four. there were six. Was it six or four? Six. He would start with four every once in a while with me. He'd be like, well, there's only four. Well, we want to get started. Would go home. Because Argus is like, I won't perform for less than six. Really? That's, so that's where they got that rule from. But uh, if he would leave, then they'd go, just start it with three. Because he's gone anyway. He would always start it with four with me because he didn't want to make Caparillo wait. So he would just like force me to go do stand-up for no one. So, so the show wouldn't be running late because if you know they showed up and the show was running late, Capital Leave or whatever. It, that was such an interesting time when you got picked up too, because it was like there was still some of the old crew. Yeah, like it, I called it Jurassic Park mm-hmm. because you know you had the little dinosaurs running around, which were all the new guys who got picked up, all the open micers trying to get in. Then you had these giant T Rexes running around, like Joe Rogan yeah. and yeah, Andrew yeah. Dice Clay, these like huge name guys that would just yeah. come in there, and it was such an interesting dynamic. And yeah. then it, it all ebbs and flows, and then there was kind of the time when like. Al Magical, Steve Byrne, yeah, uh, Dove. Dove were filling up that, that middle. Post-Rogan. That was post-Rogan, post and that Rogan. was a magical time, too. That yeah. was a great yeah. power lineup. You're like, this lineup could bang with any lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're in this new kind of thing, new kind of thing where like a lot of these young guys are really funny, at, but they're booking TV shows. So now yeah. you've got like, these young guys learn comedy with really big TV credits, and yeah. which is pulling a lot of people into the room. Yeah, right. Hey, is is there a Crystalia look now? Yes, I just I was watching um, Silicon it? Valley. I'm like, wow, Crystalia's on this show. Hold on, that's not Crystalia. Yeah, <laughs> there's a Crystalia look. I can't believe it. Well, that's yeah, no, the that's long, how you know well, you're doing well. The computer nerd has changed. Like it's there's like the there's the successful tech billionaire who then turns starts to dress like a hippie. 
because they're so loaded. So they grow their hair long to be like, hey, man, I'm a free thinker. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, I'm not a programmer anymore. So they kind of like a hippie and they grow a beard. Well, they do, yeah, they go like jo- Steve Jobs had this period. Yeah. In his life, Martin so Starr. Martin Starr is the long haired guy kind of on, on Silicon Valley. Dude? Yeah. Looks with the glasses. very much glasses. like Dalia, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. There's a couple guys freaks. that look he like him. He was on Freaks and Geeks when he was younger. Do you remember that? Yeah, ever yep. watch that show? Yeah, he was like he was that n- super nerdy kid. Yeah, I he auditioned for Silicon Valley, and Mike Judge. The second time I went in, he was there. It was so cool. He sounds exactly like you want him to sound. Oh, that's awesome. He was the nicest dude. He's amazing. That show's pretty funny, man. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, you recorded an album. Yes. Piece right. of shit. You, <laughs> you mother do you think you are? Let's, uh, let's talk about that. Very. Ex- I'm doing one soon, and I want how I want to know ah, your experience. Advice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my new CD comes out. It's called Believe in Yourself. Okay. I was going to call it Shady Shit. But then I thought, <laughs> That's a way more triple name for the album. But I thought it would, iTunes wouldn't let me put it up. I think they have some weird kind of thing. If you go S H star A A T, yeah, I didn't want to do that. I was like, wing, you'd have to wing ding it. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, okay, I'll just go with uh, believe in yourself because it's this kind of joke I do at the end. This sums up the whole album. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. I mean, I could go back with a fine tooth comb and really yeah. nitpick a couple things that. In hindsight, I wish I hadn't done. But for the most part, I really like the album. That's good. Yeah. I, I recorded in this really great club in Edmonton called The Comic Strip. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever get a chance to play there, it's literally one of the funnest clubs I've ever been into. Right. I, the first time I got booked there, I was like, man, I'm, what am, I'm going into Canada. Like, so where weird. is Edmonton? Where, yeah, where Actually, is where it? is Edmonton? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's on the west side of Canada. Okay. And... Really, man, I'm going up there and a Wednesday night show. First Wednesday night show. I'm like the guy who still has to do Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, you know, part of me doesn't mind that. I That's actually cool, get yeah. kind of mad when it's like I don't. I'm traveling for only a couple shows. Right. I'd like to go out there and just really flex the kung fu. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's a Wednesday show. A hundred people in the crowd. I just start dropping jokes. Boom! Just explosion. I'm yeah. like, this is a Wednesday. Yeah. At this place. Yeah. Thursday night, same thing. I'm like, this is what I got into comedy for. Well, Edmonton's a place that, like, that there's not a lot going on. Like, but a lot of cheese, dude. Really? Everybody's got oh, money. Is there oil up there? Oh, yeah. I mean, they are the oilers. They yeah. were the oilers. They got tons of cash up okay. there. Okay. I mean, like, right. Delray was just in Bakersfield, and he told me people were like, God, thanks for coming. Because there's just not a lot. People don't go to places like that a lot. So if Where you get did I good just stuff, do a gig? Man, this is great. Finally, something for us to do in this town. Oh, my hometown of Cortland. Mm-hmm. I was just there. They're like, man, this is great. Something to do in Cortland tonight. I'm like, wait, where's wow. Cortland? Upstate New York, just outside of Syracuse. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I go there. I record it. And my, if you're asking what should you do, I say you should record all four shows on your weekend. Yeah, I'm doing that. Plan on that. Yes. Because you always be like, I'll just get these two. And then just yeah, something. No go- There's going to be that one show. Where just everyone agrees not to enjoy the show. Yeah. <laughs> they just sync up. They're like, yep. and I don't know you. I don't know you, but we all agree not to laugh yeah, at this guy. Fuck yeah. this guy. Or sometimes there's the night where everyone agrees that they love you more than they've loved anyone in a while. And, and that's the one you didn't record. Yeah. And you're like, ah. yep, yep, yeah. yep. I, I, that was the, I, I was only going to record the Friday shows because they, they're all just fire up there. Yeah. And the first show Friday... 
the opener just kind of gets into it with this crowd and it just runs it weird. Yeah. Which is, I never really understood how much an opener can set the tone. Oh, yeah. If they're antagonistic, the crowd is mad at the art of stand-up comedy. If they're doing a lot of, like, I know a lot of headliners, you hear stories where they tell their feature act, don't do crowd work. Because they don't do any crowd work and it gets the crowd Here's my opinion on that. I don't particularly care. I will never tell anybody what to do on stage. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't particularly care for my feature to do yeah no crowd work Mm-mm. because most of the time to? no i won't i won't mm-hmm. but i like if i'm gonna go on the road and they let me bring it i won't bring anyone who's gonna be hey what do you do what i do you would do? never yeah. i i think i can count the times i've done crowd work as a feature on two fingers yeah really? i would never do yeah, that i don't do it unless something like happens and i kind of have to yeah. but like it's 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 not. It's shitty for the. It's shitty for the headliner. You want to give all the headliner as many bullets in his gun as he can. And if I know the headliner and I know their act, I'll, if I'm he- if I'm featuring for Al Madrigal, I'm not going to talk about fe- like marriage and family. I'm not. You know, I stay away from certain things, just to like because I can't. A, I'm not doing that much time, so it's easy. You're just taking out one or two jokes. Yeah, you have plenty of jokes. If you're doing fucking twenty five or thirty minutes. Oh yeah. Like you're like yeah. What I literally be like, hey, what do you want me to not talk about? Like I'll volunteer it. Just to be like cool for them. For real? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Rogan, when I work with Rogan, he would never tell me I couldn't. He'd go, do whatever you want to, but, you know, it's his shit. They're there for him. You I know? offer, I was, I featured for Ren Azizi a couple months ago, and I was like, is there anything you want me to not talk about? He goes, no, who cares? Do whatever you want. Yeah. But I mean, I offered, I was like, do you want me to not talk about weddings or marriage or anything or whatever? And we had a really, not sim, we both talked about like, travel and weather or something and i still was like hey do you want me to not do that joke he's like i don't fucking care i think yeah any, hey, when you oh, go on sorry. Mo- just most headliners would never no most of them wouldn't say anything they can follow anything no yeah there's a lot of guys well, the big reason why most headliners can't bring out their own guy is because a lot of these dudes who do bring out such weak features yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just like the club's like oh we can't we can't do this so unless they know who you are yeah you they got to bring it someone who's funny for you like i used to yeah. go into towns and the, the club owner would be like all right man you know uh we want to see how good you are so we got our best feature opening for you he's really hard to follow <laughs> i like, hope okay. you're okay with that i'm like why <laughs> wh- why would you do that? Why would you want to see if you can make your headliner bomb? I didn't. It yeah. wasn't that hard to follow. Yeah. But still the notion of you trying to test me yeah. is insanity. A lot of times, too, like a really great feature if it's a local guy, they're only great because they do a ton of local jokes and basic crowd What's up with Fifth and Main, bro? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Ridiculous. local sports team or that kind of – or they'll do like simple crowd work. With stock, you know, responses, yeah. you know. I've always just, uh, it's just like going on the road is, it's it's so much fun. It is this experience of you. And that's why I really love this album, man. It's an hour. Mm. And it's 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 sad because I, I like, I love this material. And then the whole thing is like, how much of this material do you keep doing? You know, I've never put on an hour special, uh, you know, yeah. tape. That so question. that's the next thing. Is it, so did you record video too or just audio? Just audio. That's what I'm doing too. Just audio on this one. I'm going to put that out. Now, my first CD, I wrote Crime Fighter. Never released that digitally. So I'm going to put this out for a little while. And then, like, after a month or two, release Crime Fighter. Right. So that's a whole nother hour that no one's heard. Yeah. Uh And then I'm about 35 minutes into my new one. 
So I'm going to try to get to about an hour five, hour ten, mm-hmm. and then shoot a special. Yeah. And then quit. And then quit. <laughs> move and then on. move to Spain. <laughs> Dude, if someone right now said, hey, Sam, you want to come to Vegas, you want to come to Tampa, you want to do an hour radio show of whatever you want to do, I-, I would I would honestly think about it. Because yeah. <laughs> I could just talk and have fun. You know, I yeah. love stand-up comedy. And then you could do like 20 road gigs a year. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And you're good. That's everyone's goals, the 20, the 20 theater gigs a year. You're like, no, no, that's a living right there. Yeah. That's why I love Rogan, man. And I just feel that that dude never gets the respect he deserves. I mean, everyone's like, Rogan's a god, you know, but I don't feel like it's all people like it's his podcast, is known from the UFC, but I, I, I don't feel he gets the respect stand up wise yeah. that he so deserves, man. Yeah. That guy is always hustling on stand-up when he doesn't he's have to. always on the fucking road. Dude, he hasn't had to for 10 or 12 years. He's always on the road yeah. all the goddamn time. I can't tell you how many times on Twitter I'm like, why are you, you're low, like, Jesus, dude, you love he doing loves it. He loves it. He fucking loves doing loves it. it. And every single, he'll be like, see you guys tonight, and then afterwards he's like, that was amazing, fucking best experience. You're like, you love this. They, yeah. Dude, it's great. We did Messy Hall in Toronto, man, and uh, Ari was in town for the Just for Laughs that they were doing in Toronto, mm-hmm. and he showed up, and Messy Hall is kind of their, like, Rockefeller Center of Canada. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's this amazing theater. Mm. It's like, I felt really bad, like, doing my dick jokes. Yeah, in, that. in such a nice place. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, this place is too classy yeah. for these <laughs> dirty dick jokes. So, I mean, I go up, and right from the second, it's wildfire. <laughs> killing, yeah. killing. I introduced Ari. You think you'd inter- I had introduced Coldplay. Yeah. The way the place j- shook. He comes out. Everything is just murder, murder, murder. And then Rogan comes out. Yeah. And they were you know, lighting my- chairs on fire. Uh, dude, I've seen <laughs> a lot of great other. comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been blessed to see some pretty amazing stuff. Like uh, uh, Dave Chappelle at the height of his power in the main room. I saw oh, that yeah. show too. How? I mean, that, I'm like that this was my is first what, phone. That shift show ever. was insanity. I'm like, this is what it was must have been like to see Richard Pryor. Yeah. First, I guess that's the in between the first and second season of Chappelle show, he did that weekend in the main room and it was fucking insane. I saw Carlin in there, which oh, was wow. amazing. Now the Smothers brothers. Yeah, that was cool. In May uh, amazing, dude. Yeah. Those you're like, guys that's are, why you're legends right yeah, there. Yeah. I saw I saw Dice one year just on New Year's, he decided to show up and he did all the nursery rhymes in the old R. Uh, amazing dude but Rogan in this room because it was the biggest UFC fight ever it was like 170 it was in the Rogers Center which was like 60,000 people so everybody's there Mm -hmm. and he walks in man and I've never seen a set like this before (laughs) I'm like that that has to be Sam Kennison at his heyday man when that guy was at the top of his game and was just destroying rooms i remember the first time i actually saw rogan do a full like 45 minutes it was just relentless it was one it was relentless just What's great was, about him is that it's also it seems very effortless you know like when you watch someone i had to use this as an example because they're opposites in so many ways but when you watch someone like mencia he's very loud aggressive pacing around you know, to get those laughs because he doesn't have a brain to like actually use. Dude, I, I I'm Rogan, totally agreeing with you that. You know what I mean? Rogan is very like he's he's so calm and fluid, you know, but he's able to like be loud when it's necessary 
and he's, he modulates, you know? 100%. Mancini it's, would be so easy so to cool follow to if you weren't worried about your material being jacked. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I would never do material. I would just, okay, crowd work, crowd. would just talk to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you knew he would just get in his car and his motorcycle and leave, I just, it would be, they're so yeah. over being yelled at. Yeah. That they're just like, just whisper to us. <laughs> yeah. Just go yin yang twings on us. Yeah. But that ass on fire. Yeah, 40, <laughs> watching him, he's one of the few people where watching him for 45 minutes goes by pretty fast. Yeah. It's like you're just, he's, you're kind of hanging out and you're talking with him. Yeah. Except he's doing all the talking. <laughs> but it does feel like it's a conversation. He's a, he's it's not a, like a big, performance it's an amazing thing can we talk about something that my mind is blown about okay Ger- gerard carmichael dude oh, can we talk about no i wasn't there but the 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 idea that your first game change television <laughs> set is a one hour well he did HBO's one he's been on he did one appearance on comedy central like a like it? a five minute set, Listen, like something. And this kid is the nicest kid, yeah. yeah, on the planet. I was standing in the back with David. We were in the hallway watching, and I we were t- and David. Well, for, you David, watched him shoot it, yeah. How was it? It was great, dude. Kid took out a fucking piece of paper, took out his notes at one point, and just looked like it was the most relaxed I've ever seen anyone. He's jazz, dude. Yeah, and and David first goes. David Taylor goes. This is. Probably the coolest thing that's happened here in 15 years. And we oh, were yeah. like, yeah, probably. And then I go, well, this is his room now. The OR is his room now. Because you can't shoot a special in there after the fact. Because you can't beat HBO and Spike Lee. And, all, and it's also that was the first time. So no one's ever done it. Again, it. Even with in the OR, Lee. dude. Yeah. In the OR. First time the that's craziest room in the world. Yeah. Where legends have been murdered. Yeah. 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 Walked off stage going, what was that? I remember watching Robin Williams on a Sunday, and he stamped there. He goes, uh, you win an Academy Award, and then you show up to the comedy store on a Sunday, and four guys tell you, motherfucker, you are not funny. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, that yeah. room will take your pride. I once saw David, David Tell go in there, and, and for him, he thought he didn't do well. Run into the main room, go up on stage, and go, I had to get out of that room. So, someone killed a hooker in there or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've watched my favorite, com- I've watched every, some of the greatest comedians of all time struggle in that room. But yeah. that kid playing that is, I've never heard of that. It was pretty, it's it was something, It's the stuff man. of legends. It it's like something. Bo Jackson running up a wall to catch a baseball. You know what's weird? That made me, because we were there and we were standing outside and that you see Spike Lee and you're like, holy shit. But what made it feel really official to me is the guy who was the first assistant director is this dude, Randy, who shot Randy. every IBM commercial I was ever in. He's a huge first AD. And I was like, oh shit, Randy's the first AD? Like, I was like, this is big shit. What? But Spike Lee wasn't? He was there. No, he was the director. No, I don't know why. (laughs) Spike Lee was so, you know, when someone's so famous and like, I've known Spike Lee's famous for so long. You kind of like, when you look at them, you're like, you're not really here right now. Like it's just like, you're just like, I mean, you're here, but this is weird. Like it's so he, I couldn't wrap my head around the Spike Lee portion of it. It was too big. But then Randy being there made it real and as big. Just (laughs) put his name on it, dude. He he was there. Yeah. Spike was there. Like Spike was running camera. Spike was yeah. working. He, was, he wasn't just kind of like. And they shot me. one, two, two, eight, and ten thirty. 
And they were sold out? Yeah. Both. Yeah. Oh, I, I so wish I was there. They, had, they turned the belly room into like a green room viewing room. They set up like a flat screen. So really? You could, you could yeah, watch. The yeah. main room had monitors in it, dude. The it nicest was, kid yeah, ever. It was wow. great. Everybody, If this was anybody else, they would be flamethrowing right would now. People would be like, how dare you? That room is this and he this person. It is if it one was of anybody cool, else. It's one of the coolest it's cool because it happened to a guy where we can all just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Very, li- very we, little player. Hate. Everyone's of, like, great. Exactly. None of us are going, hey, fuck that guy. Everyone's yeah. just like, you know what? This is just, it's great for him. It's great for comedy. Let's all just, we can all just be yeah, happy. Yeah, it was just, it's a night. <laughs> you're like, this is good for ev- everyone wins in this scenario. Yeah. Well, I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's such a, I mean, this is a kid who turned down network television. Turned down New Girl. It's yeah. so as per my advice, <laughs> I think you turned on the Tonight You told him to. My friend Max Greenfield's wife, Tess, is the head of. I love Fox. Max. I haven't Great seen guy. him forever. I'm so happy for a success. On we that got. A, show. I got a call from her. She's like, "You and Max need to go meet with Gerard Carmichael and tell him he's got a test for New Girl." So we go meet Gerard at Barnes and Noble at the fucking Grove where he would write all the time. And Max is like, "You got to go in," and I'm like, "No, you don't." He goes, you got to go. I go, dude, I go, you do whatever you want. I go, if you want to be on a network TV show, this is a really good one and a cool one. And these are the cool kids. But if you don't like it, you'll be all right, man. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to pray on it. I was like, yeah, dude, do whatever you want. And Max was like, shut up. Stop saying that. I'm like, dude, do your thing. <laughs> and Tesla's like, what'd you say? First of all, I told her, I was like, you shouldn't send me to tell him, give him advice because I'm not going to say what you want. Yeah. I was like, this is a bad idea to send me. Well, now it's a smart idea. <laughs> yeah. Gerard's gonna Gerard's on his own trip. That's the thing. He's on his own program, and you can't. It'd be he'd be great on New Girl, but he's on his own program, so he needs to do his thing. Yeah, his own program called Love at the Store. Love at the HBO. Store. HBO people, <laughs> dang. What's yeah, it called? It's, it's called Love at the Comedy Store. He's calling it Love at the Comedy he's Store. It love. No, love at the Store. Love at the Store. Yeah. Okay. So love at, live the, at store. the Store. Love at the Store. Love at the Store. That is a the coolest thing I've joint. ever heard. That's what they had it up on the the sign, the mar- little OR marquee. They had love at the store. It's his room now. And then they had it's Argus his room open. Now. Yeah. Try once bump you up. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Enjoy, young master. <laughs> Enjoy. You know, they also made a, uh, a, you know, the neons in the OR? They made a neon for him. Not even kidding. I'm 100% swear Is to there a neon for him? I didn't see that. Yeah. Is it Hold on. still Who there? Down? That's the question. I don't... That's a good question. I'm going to guess Tamayo Atsuki. <laughs> someone who like Mitzi just did it because they're like, what? That person? Um, they probably took one of and those. And they're going to leave it up? That I don't know. But they put it up, you know, in the back where the comics sit, the little comic corral area. They put it up there. And it's like, I don't know if there was one there that they t- replaced. No, there was there. one there. That's where I think there's two walls right there. I, I think that's where Argus was. Is that oh, where no Argus, way they took is? Argus down? There's Argus no opened way. those shows. He opened Gerard shows. Yeah. Oh, that's Hold good. the warm up. Argus. Oh, the I love it. Guy? I fucking yeah. love it. It's perfect. Where were you there? I I showed up in the middle of the second show. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Argus opened, and then he did like fifteen, and then oh. he brought Gerard up. Beautiful. Yeah. Unbelievable. So it looks like it was just like they filmed the night at the store. Argus is such an important part of yeah. my, it's it my cool. comedy timeline and that place in general. 100%. I mean, like... the uh, When Mitzi told Tommy to get rid of me, Argus was the one who was like, no, you're not seeing him right, Mitz. You got to watch him. Sometimes you got to do that with those people, too. You got to be like, smack him up, say, listen. And that's my opinion of Argus. Some people like, oh, he's old, get rid of him. It's like, no, nah, man. No. That's history. 
That's part of this building's story. Yeah. He kind of yeah, warm. He warms up the room. It's it like, doesn't it's do not, anything to anybody. No is, one's storming out, going like, "Hey, fuck this guy!" Yeah, no, this is, I want my money back. People Have are I, just like, "Yeah, that kind of just fine." Show starting. It's Have perfect. I told that weird. The, uh, the thing where he, he let me go up instead of him for Jim Carrey. Did I tell that story ever here ever? For Jim, what? Jim Carrey was producing an HBO show that was supposed to be about the comedy store. Oh, I remember that. And they had a lineup of they made a lineup of comics that they wanted him to watch. I was. I didn't one know of them. about that. <laughs> I was one of them, but I was working that day. I was I was working on a TV show called Mad Men, and I got done late, so I showed up literally at nine oh five for my nine o'clock opening spot. And he put up Mark Ellis, and Tommy goes, "I can put you on, but it's going to be a long time. I'm going to put I have to put you on at the end, which was going to be like the lineup was way too long. It was like twenty comics." And so then Argus goes, "You going up in front of Jim?" And I go, "I I got here late. I was working." He goes, "Oh no no no! Hey Tommy, give him my spot." He goes. He goes. Jim's seen me a million times. You go kill him, kid. Yeah. And then nicest he just, dude. Then just walks out. Like that shit. I'll never forget that shit. Like that. Like it was like punchline. Like you go get him now, kid. You go kill him. And then just walked out, got in his car, and drove out. It was just like, dude, yeah, who he does that need shit? That stuff. Every comic is such a narcissist. Cowboy hat. <laughs> I wish to God he had a hat on. <laughs> I bought him a, on a horse into yeah. the sunset. <laughs> I bought him a gift certificate to a steakhouse. I didn't know what to do. I fucking, but I was like, dude, this is so fucking. Yeah. You know what comic gives up spots in front of producers? I just he's seen me. He knows what one, I do. The one thing that's weird about comedy is just like there's such a sometimes a detach. From generation to generation. Yeah, there really like, can be. Unless you're the guy who is this huge dude, you know. It's or like, you state, like, okay, I th- an example of that uh, is Dom, where Dom Herrera is older than all of us, but he never left the clubs. He stayed. And he's, he's always, so he's always been, he always stayed and did spots at all the, cool, at all the clubs, even though he was doing big rooms other places. And I think that's what kept him as a guy. Whereas you see guys show up that you recognize, but you're like, oh, you haven't been here in a while and you don't know anybody. Yeah. Whereas that's never happened to Dom. He shows up and everyone's like, oh, hey. Like he's still. And he's always writing. I think that is the key. That's a big part of it, I think, staying within the pulse of everything is like when you stop writing, you stop growing. And when you stop growing, you start detaching from well, what's and you, going you're on. Doing some ha- you're doing some corny shit. That's what happens when uh, <clears throat> when you watch guys like Barry Diamond, Jeff Altman, all those dinosaur guys. Oh, I want to say there. something about Barry Diamond. That I... Well, do- it's not- okay, go ahead. I don't think he's as bad as everyone makes him out to be. If we could just together do a scared straight and an intervention and say, listen, the song you're singing is older <laughs> than the people in the crowd. Right. There's no, it's a different time. And he's not singing it ironically. Yeah. He's just doing it because he's like, I like to sing and I'm going to open myself. But also, he's just, I mean, he showed up and like threat, like bullied someone at the West Side because he wanted to get on the show me and Neil do. Like, yeah, freaked okay. out. I, like, I don't agree with that, but I just feel for him, man, sometimes. Like, it's got to be weird to be like, this is your passion. You've been doing it forever. Whether he's writing or not, I don't know. But And then just be like, you're out. But also, I mean, he... Okay. He's still doing the same And I'm not talking about... That's that the he, problem. That's the thing. I'm not Harris ta- Pete told me this a long time. He's an old, that old door guy used to work at the comedy. Where is he now? Montana? Who cares? Hopefully dead. That guy was a piece of garbage. <laughs> but the, the but one... I'm there wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of garbage. He was an asshole. Dead. He threw a well, woman What about Chewy? Where everybody was like... Uh, do you guys remember Chewy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't deal with oh, him you that guys much. So he was a dick to me, though. This guy terrorized everybody forever on that lot. Would scream, threaten him with violence. I know. Was blow out the front you know yeah, yeah. 
And then just one day I was supposed to do a spot. He tries to beat the fuck out of me. What? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm quit. Next day he got fired. It's like, you don't run off talent. So the next day he's fired. So they got a new lot, lot guy the next day. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, well, hold on. We can just park and there's no threats <laughs> yeah. of violence. Yeah. And now you're saying, like, after a week, you're like, why did we ever put up with this yeah, forever? Yeah, you're like, why, was ha- why did these people get to stay for so long? This doesn't make any sense. The comedy store is like, because that's how it's always been. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Those are the rules. I walked <clears throat> into the main room last night. I was like, what the fuck are Dean's parents still doing here? I know. I was like, God damn it, dude. Why? Why are they in Mitzi's booth judging the comedy? Fucking ladies. They don't ladies, seem that bad. Dude, fucking eyes have closed. Just like, yeah, parking there. Just like, yeah. fuck you, man. So, <laughs> Really? They get oh, you that bad? They, bo- they bother me. <laughs> I, they seem harmless like to me. Hey, yeah, that's how it is, man. We just want to get out. So Harris, <laughs> I hope he's dead. Pete told me <laughs> once that uh, guy sucks. He goes, you know what? He goes, uh, he's like, you know why these guys like Jeff Altman and Barry Diamond are bad is because they're still doing the same act from when they were younger. They're not writing and growing like you're saying. The yeah. more you write, the more you grow. He's like, so it, it looks almost embarrassing. Like they're... 50 something year old men you look who were running around doing like these noises and like making cultural references that are like 20 years unbelievable 20 years yeah. out of date yeah, yeah. if Even their act grew with them Argus they were talking up- about grandchildren and this and that people would be like oh yeah I can listen to this Argus updates his fucking jokes got a Kanye West joke like you got it, it makes right. you look like you're confused and you just stop it just makes you look lazy yeah so just fucking, I, I think kind of crazy. It's your, your, your looks like an insane person. It's your responsibility as an artist of any kind to constantly be changing. Otherwise, you're just doing the same shit over and over again. Your it's act boring. should grow with you. Your everything should grow with you. Yes. If you're not changing as a human, you're just what are you even doing? I totally, I totally agree. You're with just you. walking around saying that's what she said all the time. Like <laughs> there was a point where saying that's what she said was funny. And people like, I mean, you're still, it's like still doing Austin Powers voice. It's like, there's a guy in an office right now going, yeah, baby. And everyone's like, oh, stop it forever. The Borat voice, like it's, things get old, but people, we're so like attached to our own material a lot of times. And we don't like the notion of us getting older that it's, it, it's a little painful to change. That's, that's what I'm going through right now is just like, I have to let go of all these jokes I've been doing for a couple years. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. Because when I start doing new material, two things happen. I start getting Bambi legs where my legs are starting <laughs> to shake. And I start dropping F bombs every oh, other yeah. word. F Because I'm just Central. like, you know, what? The, hey, you ever see this fucking show? It's like, what the fuck? I'm like, God, I just said F word as a verb, a noun, and an adjective. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just, you just got to slow it down. I did a new joke last night about dog rescuing. And it, since it was new, I said fuck 35 times. Yeah. <laughs> and a joke about pet adoption. Not necessary. <laughs> it's so weird, You man. just want it to work so bad. But what's good now is like you can just record an album for next to nothing. It was just audio. Well, this so like one you can't you can let go of that material because it now exists somewhere. People yes. can go listen to it. Yes. It's not just like, well, I'm going to let go of these bits and now no one's ever going to hear them again. I so often will do a bit that I haven't done in a long time and someone will be like, oh, that's a good joke. And I'm like, it's eight years old. Oh, that's the So I don't care thing. how much you like it. It doesn't feel good to me. People do that all the time to me with Handicap Stripper. They're like, dude, yeah. you're going to do Handicap Stripper? I'm like, man, I'm too old for that bit. Yeah. If I go down, I can't come back up. Yeah, right. that's what you see. You see uh, uh, someone doing a real physical thing. You're like, I wonder what this is going to be like when they're 45. Yeah. You know, I like, have to do controlled chaos now. Hmm? I have to... Pick the burst. 
and I'm not physical like I used to be. Right. But it's just like talk, 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 boom, talk, and then you yeah. bring it back there. Because if it's just boom the whole time, yeah, I'm gonna be sitting on a stool. It's like I'm just like winded. Like I was saying about Rogan, where it's up and down. It's calculated to where it like it maximizes the effect. One hundred percent. You know, so if, if you're constantly physical, then it's like when you really want to be physical, you got to go way the fuck overboard. And putting out an album is too much texture equals no texture. Yep. Putting out an album right now is so great because it goes on everywhere. Yeah. You put it out, it goes iTunes, but then it goes to Stitcher, it goes to uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. All, all of them, dude. Pandora, Spotify, RDO. Spotify's and Pandora, the two biggest ways people are now getting their comedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the of a smallest a way comedians are getting money. <laughs> Which is, but Anybody. at the end of the day, it's like. It's out you there. just got it. Like I have two hours of material that most people haven't heard. It's a commercial for them to come see you. That's exactly <laughs> what and it that's is. the why you have to have new stuff is because if they hear the album and they hear even a few things, they get a little bummed. Let well, me tell. Also, with when it comes to comedy, it's like they're hearing it on Pandora. It's on like a comedy channel where they're not hearing hearing the whole album. They're hearing like a bit. Yeah. So then if they want it, then they'll go get it, yeah. the whole thing on iTunes. Well, so most of them like, pay for it now. These kids are just like, I'll yeah. just rip it. It's cool. And they'll yeah. high-five you. Like, uh, you just told me yeah. you're going to steal to my face. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on that. That, that. that cost me money. I'd like right. Five years worth of work. <laughs> I think theft is down probably because of things like Spotify and Pandora. Because and, you can get – it eliminates all the work you have to go through to download and the space it takes right. up. So now you can just pay $10 a month and you just you have everything. There's no, oh, I got to go find it, download it, put it on my uh, iPhone or iPod or whatever. Now you just search it and then it, you have it. That's all. I'm, I'm excited about it. Because I don't, I don't illegally download music really ever anymore. Because I, I have RDO, which is like Spotify, and I just search what I want and it's immediately right there. Immediately. Guys and then like, I feel less shitty. You sound like such nerd Silicon Valley over there. Not me, dude. Nerd table. You this 19-year-old waitress at the club I was doing, she's like, you on Snapchat? I'm like, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on Snapchat. I have no clue how to do... I mean, literally, I'm like, okay, I've gotten to the thing that I am too old to understand. <laughs> how, I mean, I'm pressing buttons. I'm like, just yeah. send a picture. Have you used <laughs> Tinder? I... I, I Listen, let me just tell you, but I have a girlfriend. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've had a girlfriend for a long time. It's okay. a long story. I don't want to get I'm into it. I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> okay. I've had a girlfriend for a long, long time. But sometimes I just like to see what's going on out there. Yeah. yeah. So I'll go at, because women don't understand this. Women, like if you break up and you're in a relationship for a long time, you break up, all a woman has to do is doll it up and yeah. go out and she's go back out. in the back. game. Back right. in the game. But guys, if you don't flirt yeah. and don't use your kung fu, you lose your kung fu. Yeah. yeah. You have to constantly be, just to have games just spit, spit, spit. Not to use it, but just to be able, in case one day she I just I am like, completely single right now. And I can tell because my kung fu skills are so dull, I'm months from sex. I can just tell. I think that you choose to be months from sex. I think you have everything that... Would be just a river of vagina. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't think that's true. I do. I do. I you're in, you're outside... getting in shape. You got everything going on. Your career is everything doing going on is so. You got everything going on. Well, I mean, like you, your career is doing great. Okay. You're Every time I turn on TV, I see you. Right. So you're doing great. You're funny as hell. Okay. 
You got it all. You just choose not to engage in it. When was the last time you had sex? It's been a it's been a minute. <laughs> but I mean, you choose long? that. Like weeks, months, months, months. Multiple you? months. Can I ask? Thirty-seven. You're also at the age where it's like. It's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not like I need to fuck every. No, night. that's the thing. I don't yeah. want to go have sex with someone I don't like. Right. Like that's not what I'm looking to that's, do. That must be a weird feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But my point is, like, never if you want to get laid, you totally could. I think also something is like I don't know how often you're performing now, but there is something about meeting a girl that does not understand your con- your superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, when a girl sees you on stage, it's like, I don't care how hot she is, there's a little bit of leveling off of the playing field. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, you were just on stage. It's so sad. That's I mean, sad. I perform much, as much now as I ever have. I mean, so, I mean, there could be, week. you could be lazy. Four times. Yeah. So. You could be lazy. You may not, I know a lot but of I never, But I never meet girls at shows. I never, I, I go home right after. I oh, don't hang out. Oh, that's another thing. Are you hanging out? Nope. There's yeah, so- you can be meeting more girls than you are but again it's like i don't know that the type of girl i mean it's a drinking situation i don't drink so what i'm i'm not gonna meet someone who's not particularly right for me maybe you're just not ready for it <laughs> i don't yeah i, th- I, I don't think, think you're a sport humper either no where you i just think like i'm to hit subconsciously se- telling myself that i'm not ready for whatever which is probably why you're doing so great i know guys who just like they're 40 and they're just like pussy 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 it's pussy. a lot of mental energy <clears throat> and it's just like it, it, it's just th- that's all they're consumed with is getting it's laid it's kind of weird when you meet someone at that age who's just chasing still at that age 40 40 it is weird two, three, yeah. four, five, and they're still just single and now trying to fuck some new thing every night you're like really yeah 45? you're like huh this is a bummer yeah, don't you, you know how it ends yeah, it does, that thing, there's no version. I noticed it. the saddest version of it for me is when you see famous dudes doing it is because the last one they end up with is not the best one. 100%. It's yeah. always like, like it's, it's the one that like is okay with a 55-year-old famous guy. She's hot, but she's weird. It's like, you know, Mel oh, yeah. Gibson's Russian. Donald Sterling. The guy yeah. ends up settling. The guy ends up settling because he just he basically settles for just hot and he's like yeah I got this little Twinkie it's like yeah but she's a psychopath more she's just waiting for you to die yep. or that ten year window the ten year marriage you can get divorced a lot of personality too it's like she's fine I guess she's yeah a she doesn't crazy, know anything no no thirty year old woman who's interesting and smart and and has and is cool and hot wants to date a sixty year old man they don't have to they have their own life. So, like, there's a reason Donald Sterling's chick has, like, a crazy rap sheet and a bunch of aliases, and she's willing to nail a 70-year-old man. 80, dude. 80, get it sorry. right. Yeah. That's a big thing, dude. <laughs> a 50-year-old gap. 50 gap. 50 years. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she's a fucking weirdo. If she, if they, if, like, within the next couple months she shows up dead, would not be surprised. Yeah. She costs billionaires money. They don't like that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she was if she was extorting him because she owed people a lot of money. Probably. I mean, probably not the first crazy. I mean, look at Mel Gibson. And as crazy as Mel Gibson is. Although, dude, I listened to those tapes again recently. Holy fuck, they're crazy. They're oh, both yeah, crazy. Yeah. They're but both she's insane. super crazy. Like, he, worst case scenario, super hottie, crazy as hell, got her pregnant. Yeah. Worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is insane. Just that's like a that's a, a dude who's a little too old being out being like ah, ah, pussy pussy like no man no no go home and jerk off yeah because that is the worst. 
Kate. He has to now be. He has not only he doesn't Luckily, even money's no object for he him. He doesn't even nail her anymore, but he he still has to respect her, even though she ruined him. Now he ruined himself. To be fair, yeah. I mean, it's just like why you can't be a Holocaust record- denier in the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You it's can't do it. It's not working anymore. <laughs> you can't do that. It's just watch what you say. Like me and Ari like and um and Jason Tebow on our 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 podcast Punch Rank, we say some pretty vicious shit to each other. Yeah. But it's like within the realm of our friendship, you know. Yeah. But if someone else is recording you and you're just the Holocaust never happened. Fuck black people. It's yeah. going to come back and haunt you. Nothing. Well, that's what, you know, like r- what killed Romney is when you get caught telling the truth when you didn't think anyone was listening, it's very different. That's when yes. they really think it's the truth. Yeah. It is the yeah. truth. When you're like, okay, let me tell you how this is. And yeah. It's when the, when you think no one's, or when it's what you say when you think no one's listening. That's the fucking truth. And that's what, like, you can't apologize for that shit. Now he's trying, Sterling's trying to apologize. It's like, no. You don't. You're only apologizing because you got caught. No, no one ever comes out and says, "Hey, I told a secret dealer that it was kind of offensive, and I want to just apologize." You guys didn't hear it, but I I crossed the line. No, it's it's just because you got caught. And and he he has a history of this. Yeah, he's a slumlord. He's a scumbag. Yeah. His kid killed somebody. He cleaned it up. Yeah. It, dude, the guy's a scum. It, like if this came out of nowhere, like the Paula Dean thing, right? The Paula Dean thing comes out. She's going to recover from that because she's kind of not had a history of that. Right. Even yeah. if it was behind closed doors. And I've talked about this on Rogan's podcast. You know, she admits to saying the N-word after a guy robbed her. Yeah. I'm like, hey, feel free to drop N-bombs left and right. Yeah. Yeah. You get like a couple of days. I right? know. I would, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be doing it all day. It's like that John McCain thing where he, call, he called Vietnamese people gooks. And they're like, you can't do that. He's like, they tortured me for seven years. I'll yeah. call them what I'll I want. Yeah. Everyone's like, fair enough, buddy. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But this guy has had a history yeah. of just being disrespectful to human life. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's why he's got to go. Yeah. And this isn't a Second Amendment situation. See, when you buy a franchise in the NBA, you don't own that franchise. You have just put in charge you mean of running it. First Amendment? No, Second Amendment. Second Amendment. First Amendment. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. right. Second first I'm like, wait, guns are involved with this guy now? What did he definitely. do? Definitely. They're definitely involved. But they're your First Amendment rights. Uh, you, you don't own the Clippers. The NBA owns the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He is just in charge of... Of running, it's the like clipper. owning a McDonald's. If you make your McDonald's all janky and It'll shitty, McDonald's is going to take your McDonald's back. You bought into the franchise, and you know there's something about when you start working with corporations, you have to understand that if you're taking their money, you know you represent them. There was a kid at the store when I was showcasing. I was on the showcase list, which was great because you got you got spots, and Mitzi never showed up. For, so for six straight months. I got a spot every Sunday and Monday. Oh, it's great. It was tremendous. And there was a dude, he goes up on stage, and he makes a fucking joke about Mitzi. He goes, man, is that shaky bitch ever going to show up? Tommy's in the booth. That guy is instantly off the showcase list. And then the next week, he's hanging out all complaining like, man, it's some free speech. He's complaining. It's like, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't mean there's no consequences. Yeah. You're not in jail right now. Yeah, you're not in jail. But you can't say shit about the owner of the club, stupid. Who everybody, for the most part, loves. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're in a position where there's only so many spots, and for every spot, there's a hundred people wanting that spot. Yeah. You're going to have to p- you're gonna and piss a couple people Think about how many people have been let into that place. Because of freaks. It is a freak show, and oh. I mean that in the best way. I remember the first time 
one New Year's, I did a show there. And I got there was like New I've, Year's is crazy there. I've done a couple New Year's where I like very early mm-hmm. shit the bed. Yeah. Just got so drunk it just went bad. <laughs> One time I walked out so wasted. I literally walked 250 people <laughs> <laughs> on New Year's who paid a hundred bucks a piece. Yes, it was after New Year's. Yeah, thank God, and they had left. Wow. <laughs> I still got a spot the next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get rewarded yeah. for doing awful crazy That's shit. That's the difference between that place and every other place is you're That's allowed so to weird. bomb. They'll give you two years of nothing but eating shit. That's I love that. I remember my first I wasn't that, any good. I sucked. Fucking ate it all the time. How was your Boring. first set at the store? My very first one was fine. And then I did nothing but bomb for three years. I, my first set was after Charles Fleischer in the main room way back in the day after he did an hour. And I bombed for 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, bombed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never coming back here. Next day, okay, you're up, same spot. Yeah. I'm like, what? (laughs) And that was such a relief. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing that here's where you learn. I don't yeah, know that if that happens as much there. anymore as it used to. Not as much. The Not one much, thing I don't like right now that has changed, and I, I do like Tommy, and I do like the store, you know, as much as I wanted to choke him out before, <laughs> he, he has treated me pretty well. I, I know I get the late, late spots, mm-hmm. yeah. but after a while, like, I just learned, like, just work on new material. And that, if yeah. forced, you're not going to give your precious babies out at this fucking morgue. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Coyotes. You know, you're going to work on shit and you're like, okay, I got a little ting. That might be something to work in front of a crowd that still cares. Mm-hmm. The only thing is I don't like is like, when I've seen people complain about following people and then not to follow them anymore. Right. Like, oh, I don't want to follow that person. And then they don't follow me. People like, used to make a big stink about having to follow Ingram. I was like, so what, man? I feel like that in the end only hurts that individual. Because it's like, fine, don't be better. Yeah. Don't eventually and be if, way And then better. everyone knows you're a baby. Yeah, if you know... If you're complaining about following someone, it's not because they're so easy to follow. Yeah. Be like, dude, can I stop following this guy? I'm killing yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're probably bombing. And I was always like, follow that person. Caparello used to make me work. Yeah. There yeah. was a time when... Ingram I'm, used to make me work my ass off. I had to follow Ingram every Saturday Leslie for Jones at least too. two years. And it made me work. I had to fucking work. Cause Crack just, that code. He would light the room on fire. Crack that And involve that. them, and they would be, they would be, they'd think it was so fucking USA. fun. USA. They were having USA. so much fun, and then I come up there, and I'm like, I'm not going to talk to any of you fuckers. Is this is, but it, I had to learn how to do it. And now you're better for it. Yeah. Now, for the most part, you, I really don't get worried about going up anytime, no, anywhere. start. And it's so funny. I just did this gig in Florida. A fun club. They treat me very well. It's Captain Brian's, right? And uh, the first two shows, awesome. They're just... Uh, the First Thursday night's a decent-sized crowd. Second show, packed. Both great ones. After the, the second show Friday night, or the they only do one show on Friday, this, this chick's like... Hey, sit down. We want to talk to you. I'm like, it's either that or go back to my condo. So I'll sit down and talk. <laughs> Within two seconds, she's like full-on Republican, just like arguing uh, with me. And I don't care about politics, but just grilling me. I'm like, yeah. I, I got to get the fuck out of here. The next night, this young kid comes up, and he's brand new. He's only been doing it for a little while. He goes up, and like the rooms have been destroyed. I mean, just everyone's crushing. Flat lines. Yeah. 
<laughs> the feature who goes up, who's hilarious, struggles. Yeah. I mean, he's been killing all week. Applause break, applause break, applause breaks on every joke. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck, I've, I've done crazier, dude. And I just went up there, and I'm throwing every fucking tool off my tool belt. And I just... <laughs> Can't get this cocoon crowd to fucking go with me. <laughs> so I have this thing. After about 15 minutes, I'm throwing some classics at you. You're not laughing. I will take the plane and fly it into the building. <laughs> I will not allow you to let me bomb. I will blow up the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the next 40 minutes, just me yeah, just if fucking. If I'm going to die, I'm committing suicide. Yeah, You're not killing yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no murder. There's only suicide. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my set. And I was like, afterwards, I'm like, and the funniest thing was I was talking to the kid who had bombed, trying to go, hey, man, it's okay, man. This is what you got to yeah. do, blah, blah. Then I go this? up. I go up. <laughs> fucking bomb. He doesn't even wait for me after. He's like, oh, let's go. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, that was embarrassing. And but, he's taking notes in the back like, strap dynamite to chest, yeah. blow up whole room. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Ready to go. I've done the road a lot. I've, I, I can tell you I've honestly only bombed twice. Like a full like full. I w- listen, here's the thing about my bombing. It's never a full-blown bomb. It is like a, a fireworks factory catching on fire. You're mm-hmm. like, this is not good, but fuck, it's spectacular. That's yeah, kinda- you, you don't just stand there. If I bomb, I just am like, let's just finish these jokes off and go home. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to let you know what's happening. I'm going to let you know I'm angry at you about it. I'm going to tell you why. You're going to get angry at me at that point. (laughs) And we're going to have an argument. Uh, You (laughs) you passively bomb. You aggressively bomb. Uh, Yes. But I give them chances. Of course. (laughs) No, yeah. You got to give them some. I'm like, okay. Okay, that's a little too much. Here's a fun. Nothing. Here's another. Nothing. Okay. What's going on here, people? And I I can usually turn it around. I've always, through the OR, I've always learned Talk about what's going on. Yeah, acknowledge the moment. Acknowledge yeah. the moment. Yeah. And then if you keep acknowledging the moment, then you create a situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you can't get yourself out of that. You are the person I know who has more often than anyone else come off stage and be like, like I may have to fight this guy. Like You are constantly, more than any comic I know, have almost had to fight a lot of people. I love, I, dude, punk rock to the day I die when it comes to comedy I've always loved it people just you know and it's really hurt my career like like in sports I always love the bad guy I just love rattling the cage I well, just yeah. I enjoy it and sometimes it rattles too much you know yeah I admit it. I, I, I have, <laughs> if I, I, I have no foot left, I've shot it so much. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get it, but I just love it. I just. In the moment, I get angry, but man, there's a rush that comes. Are there any which, moments like that on on the new album? No, I mean like. Were there any hecklers? Any yeah, there's a couple where hecklers, a couple but bits aren't going as well as you want. And you're like, listen, motherfuckers. No. Okay. No, I picked this club specifically for to record the CD. It's literally the only club I've ever been to where I've played it twice. Both times I've gotten up. There's two owners, Tammy and Rick Bronson. Mm-hmm. Each one of them, each time has pulled me aside and asked me to get dirtier. <laughs> they literally go, hey, dude, can you dirty up your act a little bit? We hired you to be the dirty guy, and you're not that dirty. And oh I go, my God. yeah, that's my act. I'm not that dirty. I have dirtiness in my act. And I can crank, like, if I'm yeah, following a feature who's filthy, I can crank it up. Yeah. But I'm not really just like, you know, time is that pussy, you know, yeah. nothing like that. But yeah. actually, I do got a joke like that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. So not on this, man. Okay. Not okay. on this album. There's a couple of heckling moments. Okay. 
My next album, this one, this hour I'm working on, I want it to be all stories for the most part. Okay. After that, I'm thinking about just doing a whole heckle hour of me just fighting hecklers the whole time. That's pretty good. Because I, I, dude, I'm dead on the inside, so they're never going to get me. And I just know I'm just because here's the thing about hecklers: you just mic the crowd and just have it like. The problem is when you tell them to heckle. No, I won't tell them. Okay. I'm just going to. Just I mean, leave by them the space. I, like, do you guys know what I'm saying? And then wait. Yeah. <laughs> and also, by the time I do this, which would be three, four years down the line, there probably will be some kind of su- way of recording super studio quality stuff. Yeah. Just a little thing you set down. And yeah. There'll, there'll be something. There'll be a little thing you clip on your shirt and you just hit a button. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There yeah. you go. And you're getting quality. Studio if you quality, like the yeah. ceiling, they could get it. Yes. Do you yawn on most of your uh, podcast? I oh. yawn on life. <laughs> My sleep schedule is a real mess. Why? What's going on? I don't know. I just can't sleep. Not lately. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> just up fucking being woken up by unrequited boners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when does uh, when does Believe in Yourself come out? May 20th. It's, uh, well, being, that's soon. Yeah, it's being put out by All Things Comedy. Okay, Bam. awesome. Our, our glorious network. Our glorious this network. This airs on, as does Punch Drunk. As does the Naughty Show. I want to get you guys on the Naughty Show. I do. I um, would love to. We record at Playboy Radio. Okay. Where's I'd love that? to have Burbank you guys. Valley? Burbank. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. I love it, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd love to. And then, of course, you've called in the Punch Drunk. I have. And already I'm getting stuff. People ask me about I basketball. I one. I guess hosted like a month or two ago. I can't remember when. Are you sports at all? Uh, n- not a ton. I'm excited about rooting for the St. Louis Rams and their gay player now. <laughs> Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Nope. Goodbye. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> been a pleasure. I feel ESPN has ruined this kid's moment. They show it too many times. Listen to me, man. Go watch anybody else who gets drafted over yeah. the years. They're never showing them making out with their significant well, other. Sh- the thing they're doing now is the whole point of of uh, human rights is that it's everyone gets the same. Yeah. So when you overshow something. You're you're putting a too much pressure on him, and you're saying, "Look at how interesting and special and rare and crazy this is." Disagree. Okay, go ahead. No, can because, I, well, let me just say this, and then you get just. I was just gonna let you continue. But I was gonna say disagree, and then I'd wait. Okay, go on. Why? But because right now the the culture is still shifting to where yeah. that used to be. It was never shown. It was also widely considered not okay. And now it's but becoming, even when even when Jackie Robinson came in, his whole thing was just let me play. And to a point, Sam has said that too. He goes, "Listen, yes, there's going to be assholes that are going to say mean things to me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I am a football player. I want to make a football team. I want to help that football team win." They they're taking that away from him of just being able to walk in and be a player. They're make they're and listen, man. It's his moment. If he wants to make out with his boyfriend, I'm totally cool with that. But when you that's all you show? Yeah. When it's like him crying, man, you watch this kid crying, this young man crying yeah. on the phone. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. But you show that for 2 seconds and then he's just making out with his and it's like you're making it more about that make out than him getting well, the drafted. The whole point is that it's it shouldn't matter. At once. It's the whole point is that it shouldn't matter. So you're focusing on it so much you're saying it matters, it matters, it matters, it matters. Now you're trying you can make the case that ESPN is saying it matters for the right reasons. Yeah. But there is media, I think ha- media has become in a weird way sociopathic where it's just they focus on the biggest thing in any way, shape, or form and they don't care 
what the repercussion is. And the media loves to make the argument, well, public deserves to know. It's like, but yeah, you're also in control of the amount. That's like saying, like, well, public wants sugar. Well, how much? Yeah. Well, the, I, they just I need think. To fill a 24 hour news cycle. But I so think they, they're baiting people. I think they're trying to show this so they can have a they can show a million Twitter feeds going. That's uncalled they're for. They're shoving it down our throats. See, you know, it's yeah. just like you're take you're mate you're taking his moment away. Just his degree. moment was okay. We get that he kissed his boyfriend and had cake. I respect that. I also think it's amazing that I looked in that room where that kid was. I didn't see any of his family there. You know, so that says something to me. But at the end of the day, you're, I mean, everybody else, they were surrounded by their family and all they're, they're putting on their hats. They're getting a call. They're putting on their hats. Yeah. They're hugging everybody. They're walking up. That's all you show. So you want to show Sam in that moment kissing his, his, his lover or whatever? I respect that. But don't make the, 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 the screen caption that or that video, that moment, all it's about. But that's the thing, though, is like if that. This this draft happened at a time where gay rights is a huge issue. It is a we are so we are in the got, middle of it in a, so a you sea change. No, and be, I'm totally for that. Yeah, but that's why they they took where where that draft um, pick has become the, the story has become more about that than the fact that this kid is now playing in the NFL. Which is because, what my problem is with that. Because what you're, what should be said is like he's gay. So what? Let, and I understand where we are in society yeah. that so it's you more can't than that. So what? It yet? You've but to him. Nick's, but to Nick's argument, that pick's never covered normally in the draft. He's a that's low round. One hundred percent. So I mean, the only reason there was even a camera really on him is because of that thing. I agree with that. And I have, I think they should cover it. And it is an amazing thing. And what he's yeah. doing is important. But you're taking a, you're controlling his message, and I get that the, maybe that's not realistic. But, but that's a part of being in media. When you, I just think you you're know. taking that, you're putting it out there, and you're seeing how many people can go crazy on it, just so you can report. About well, you it. can create two stories very easily. If you're ESPN, you're like, well, let's put it on for 24 straight hours. Then we get to do a story about the negative tweet replies. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to do a story about hate speech. Then we get to do a story about who was pro. And Him it, getting drafted. you create your own business. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Well, yeah, back before like news was 24 hours, you would just have the one story, and then that would kind of be it for a while. It's like Rahm Emanuel has that. now you have to have seven or eight at the same time, because people are going to get very bored. By the end of today, people are like, yeah, I saw the thing where he got drafted and he was kissing his boyfriend or whatever. What else? I mean, Rahm Emanuel had the famous quote, never let a, good Christ, never let a crisis go to waste. And it, you take a thing like this, if you're a media conglomerate, and you're like, what can we, how can we use this? How can we use it to make money? How can we put ourselves a on the? Well, let's put ourselves on the right side of history. We're getting like I. I was talking before he got drafted. I was talking to my friend. I was like, "Where is he going to go?" He's like, "He's going to go low. He may not even get drafted. He may just get invited to camp." And I was like, "A team is leaving millions of dollars in apparel sales oh, on the table." You don't think I, I? You don't think Goodell called the last ten people who were drafted? I was like, "Guess what? Can the, you draft him?" Like, hey, this has got to happen. Yeah, someone's got to draft. We him. cannot be the hate league. <clears throat> So, someone had to draft. We, we, we're going to be the anti NBA. We are not Donald Sterling. You're drafting this guy, and, and, Mo, I, and they're and like, also, he but, might not make the team. I go, he's making this team, dude. The jerseys that will be sold. He's already number two after Manziel. I'll fucking buy a St. Louis hat. Like, yeah, like there millions of dollars in apparel sales to be the first, the first openly gay player. Yeah, he's going to make. You get a lot team. of people caring or, or paying attention to. ESPN and football and clicking on your story that weren't. Yeah. 
And that's, I mean, that's what all... That's I mean, I've learned so much. I've learned that uh, West Hollywood has the first ever gay sports bar. There's never been an all-gay sports bar. And they, really? And they went to it. Like, as soon as you got to course, they cut to there, and there's a bunch of cross-dressers yeah. Yeah. fucking yeah. raising the roof, you know? Yeah. Throwing pink footballs around. Yeah, he's going to make the team. The problem is he's not that great of a player. No, Doesn't here's the thing. Matter. Well, they keep saying, but he is the co- Defensive player of the year in the SEC. I know, There's nothing. But like, dude, he's six six two two twenty. There's been other guys who've been that size. May I say? He, I I, think I mean, his whole team. thing in in college was that he was an overachiever, so he could be that dude. But just the size, and the, he's not super fast. I I think he's gonna get at least two years out of it. Yeah, for two sure. To three. Yeah, and then he'll just go and do play by play or some stuff like that but he, well, his I, speaking money will be massive yeah he's never gonna have to really work for oh no 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 he's yeah you're the first anything you're you can go give speeches and make a fortune. and there's nothing more america than the nfl yeah that yeah, is our like, sport it I was think, a beautiful fucking moment i think that it's i think the media and it, it'll end up being a good thing that they turn this story into a much bigger because it should, we know that it shouldn't be an issue. It's like whatever the guys into dudes. He kisses who boyfriend cares? on TV. Who gives a, I, you know I'm who curious. Cares? I, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. So I like who of, cares? A lot of people in, that a lot of football fans, a lot of people in mid, Middle America and the South and small towns that have never even in real life seen not only two gay dudes but an interracial gay. Yeah. That's the funniest part. Is that's not it. even a big deal. No one like, even there mentioned are people it. in America that looked at that and go. That's what AIDS looks like. <laughs> I, I didn't even see a there, single so mention scared. of his boyfriend There are being people white. that really think like that is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You, guys so you know what? Play it on loop for a fucking week. I mean, I guess if you're into just torturing bigots. That's what nice. I'm saying. You're taking his moment and you're making him. That's why I don't think you should do that. Be, well, I'm not what? saying don't talk about. Talk about all you want. But it's more that this kid's life is not about him kissing a little white boy that's ass got wrecked that night that dude <laughs> isn't yeah. gonna be walking right for a fucking week bro yeah. i don't even want to talk about that but uh yeah he went on full offense that night oh yeah, Somebody, yeah, he, yeah. his boyfriend tried to play that defense. guy can't play tight end anymore um <laughs> let me ask you something do you believe in gay face can someone have gay face what do you someone. mean? Oh, look gay. Can someone have a gay face? Yeah, I believe I've seen that. Well, before. there's the voice that's just there. There's gay just, voice. The voice is there. But I've heard some people with gay voice and they're not gay. That's who. <laughs> I think that's all. Uh, all that stuff falls under homophobia to varying degrees. Gay okay. face. Gay voice. Gay clothes. Gay style. Gay. Face. So you're saying if you say that guy's got gay face, it comes from homophobia. A l- part of it does, yeah. Uh, Which is like seeing. Imagine like if you so saw. If I, so the so if I go, hey, that guy's got gay face, and then he comes out gay, and I'm gonna be like, oh, dude, just lose my number. Well, I mean, sometimes someone can have gay face or gay voice and be gay, but other times not. It's just like seeing someone that dresses a little thuggish. You wouldn't assume that they're in a gang if it's like a minority dressed a little thuggish. Yeah, but like I've seen, I've like I know a Mexican guy who dresses a little street and he's got tattoos, but he's a chef. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that would look at a guy walking down the street like that. Oh, that guy must drive like Everyone an old John, Cadillac and remember, have you a guys rap remember sheet. John Vargas, comedian John Vargas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. looks like a thug, but if like, for far away, he's covered in tattoos. But when you get up close, they're film canisters because he's an independent film nut. Right. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> but from so, far away, you're like, oh, were I you think you're that? saying Those that if I'm like that guy looks like he's gay, even though I have no problem with the gay lifestyle. Right. That's 
a little bit of that stems from some kind of ignorance towards gay people point culture. to just category categorization like everyone's a as, little racist as sort of your kind is they point to just category i had a teacher once he he was an english teacher out in college he was gay but he said if you're if you describe someone and mention their gender or race he's like you're being bigoted i see i disagree it? with that and i'll tell you why because you're saying your opinion of them should change based on what i'm telling you about their gender and race like before i tell you the facts of the story just know it's coming from a woman who's this race okay i disagree yeah. with that if we're in a room here and there's 10 white guys yeah and we're like you know so paul here you know the black guy he was he bought everybody pizza Right. I, if I'm describing him so you know which guy I'm talking about, if that's the one characteristic of him that will let you know instantly who he is. That's a little different. Yeah, if it's like there's a room full of, yeah, 10 guys, one's black, one's uh, Latino and whatever, you go, yeah, Mike, he was a Latino guy. You're like, oh, yeah, thanks for the instant recognition. Right, right. Or, but if he was wearing like a bright pink shirt, you're like, Latino pink shirt. You're being very specific, but like Kevin's saying, if you're telling a story about your friend okay. that you've never even met, so this go, guy Tom, he's my f- black friend, yeah. and it doesn't have anything to do with yeah. the, the story. F- okay, that's a I little respect like, that. Why would you? I was. Yeah, why is that a part of the facts I need to know about how he felt about the yeah. new Iron Man? Right, 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 right. Yeah. It, it. I mean, there. I guess there. You know, you you you're saying that like, take this caveat with what I'm about to tell you. Your opinion of him should also be dictated by what race and gender they are. Can you make a joke about an ethnic group based on observations that is just a racial observation, not a racist observation? I think it's... Well, I was talking to someone recently and I was like, okay, every group has been in America a while now. So a lot of the things we think about them, we've seen it for a while. So are we still going to be... like The things where it's like, okay, we're going to... Armenians can be a little pushy. Are we like we've but all you know seen what? it? I'm and, Armenian. I was uh, like and you're Armenian. A little pushy could, right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you did interrupt me. Yeah, a little bit. But you okay? You've seen this then when you travel as an Armenian person. There's plenty of. First parts. of all, they don't think you're Armenian. They think you're something else, probably. Yeah, Italian or whatever. Beard Middle Eastern. Right. right. Yeah. So, I, that's what's the funniest part of doing Florida. Yeah. So like, I want to laugh at you, but I think you want to take. You're her from Iran. You're like I've it's been in Russia, the country where. There, people don't even know what an Armenian is. They're oh, not of course. Everywhere. Yeah. No, there's a small group here. Yeah, Lebanese there's people. Small group, people yeah. don't know. When I moved here, I thought I was white. Yeah. Right. right. Until I got to L.A. and I found out I'm not white. I'm Armenian. Yeah. And then that became its whole thing because the Armenians I grew up around, they're the whitest people ever. I have like relatives full-on Armenian with your skin color yeah. and and your hair. Well, the word Caucasian comes from the Caucasus Mountains, which are in Armenia. Yeah. So, But when I got here, they're Persian Armenians, Yeah, which explains Russian their Armenian. dark features. They look like day walkers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why, and it's just a different vibe from them. Yeah. And Paul Mooney, like, <laughs> late, I was doing jokes about being a white guy. He's like, you ain't. You ain't white. <laughs> Use Armenian. Use it. And he drops a hard end bomb on me, Ooh. which was the coolest thing Ooh. I've ever had happen to me. Dude. We'd all like Paul Mooney to drop an end bomb on us. So honestly. crazy. That's so funny. He's from a different time. Oh, I, you know, I know what I've learned yeah. about this Don Sterling thing? And now with Michael Jordan coming out saying he hated white people growing up. Yeah. And then, you know, with Paul Mooney, it's like apparently you can hate a race but bang their women. 
Yeah. Well, but, yeah, that's the thing. The di- dicks are not racist. No, they can't see. Somewhere out there, there's, a, there's a, a a grand wizard just thinking about banging Beyonce. Do you know All what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just a whole, it's just like this weird, you can compartmentalize. That's what proves it. it's learned. It's just learned. It's a learned behavior. It's not like inherent. It's because your body doesn't really feel that way. Yeah. When you see a really beautiful person of any race, you're just like, I want it. I want that. I want to touch it. I want it on my face. Like it has nothing yeah. to do with the one that on my face. <laughs> yeah, literally. But what's so interesting is like all these conservative views over time, there's some place where that has been completely debunked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we can't legalize drugs. Anarchy will break out. And then you look yeah. at Amsterdam and it's a pretty civilized yeah. place. Yeah, you like gays adopt the fuck animals. You're like, no, not yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you think that you've been indoctrinated in over your yeah. childhood it's been completely debunked. Yeah. Well, they yeah. Uh, look at all the stuff they said about segregation. I mean, they were just like, it'll, the, it'll, America will cease to exist. Like, not actually. Well, Blake actually Griffin be- is jumping yeah. from half court, dunking the ball. Yeah. And his dad is the blackest human being, and his mother is the whitest human being. Yeah. And they've created a genetic super freak. Yeah. Who yeah. follows me on Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> you got so jealous just then. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I love that guy, dude. Yeah. Yesterday's game was one of the... That gra- was a nail-biter. Oh, my God. It was so crazy, dude. And I've been a fan since, like, f- 14 years ago. Yeah. You have been a Clippers <laughs> fan for. Ever. Yeah. When they were horrendous. Just you and Frankie Muniz leaving the fucking stadium with your heads down. Uh, yeah. Tebow. Tebow's been a So this has fan. been crazy. Like, yeah. And what we saw from Chris Paul is mm-hmm. just like the the stuff of legends. That pull-up jumper with Blake in the fourth quarter was like, dude. Who are they playing what, now? The Thunder? They're playing the Thunder. What game was this? They Chris Paul is six foot lucky. Uh-huh. Six foot if you're lucky. I've seen him. I'm six. I'm starting to... You know, yeah, shrink. Yeah. So I'm just below six, right? Yeah. He wa- I, I went to a Clipper. I, I do this Clipper podcast called Clipper Cast. They have me on once in a while. And they brought me to the locker room yeah. before the game. And I asked questions and all that stuff. So I'm in the locker room. Chris walks by me. He's got a, about a, he's my height. Yeah. Wow. And he's a professional basketball player. And not only that, he guarded and shut down the leading scorer in the NBA, MVP, who is seven foot tall. Yeah. And he guarded him and shut him down. That guy scored here and there. What are you going to do? On a, Where did he end up wow. scoring, like 20 or something? Yeah, but he had 18 in the first half. Yeah. And then he put Chris Paul in, and he scored like five. He ended up scoring 40. Yeah. But he, like, he sh- during the, the, the last quarter when we, we were down 16 with that nine minutes. That looked like a clear down. loss. That, oh. that comeback kind of came out of nowhere because Blake had foul oh. trouble. It just all of a sudden, it was like, oh, shit, they're within two. Oh, shit, they're up by one. Oh, fuck, it's four. Game over. Forever, we were just getting the six points, and then they come back. We're yeah. back to 12. You're like, ah, six points back to 12. Yeah. Then we got that close, and it's just like, but we've done that a lot this year. where We've been down, taking a beating, and it just comes back. It's still a young team, and you do have to learn to win in the playoffs. It's different. But our, our coach is the greatest. Doc. Just that, 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 that game. Is let you know when you take your starting guard, your starting forward, and you don't play him the whole second half, yeah. and you just put out these dudes who are just insanely fast human beings. Yep, that's that's who great that coaching. Little, who was that dude? His name starts with a C. Darren Carlson. Yeah, turned it on. It, dude, lightning fast. And then you see like this guy Russell Westbrook, who's just like had two knee surgeries, yeah. and is. The fastest human being I've yeah. ever seen. Because that last quarter was all about like outlet passes and fast breaks. Like those, those guys were hauling ass. They've been playing a long time. They're exhausted. It was crazy. But it's so weird to get like this. What's w- the series now? 2-1? Two, 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. 
So are we gonna talk about this? Uh, oh, me and you. Is that is that a, a Jewish tools shirt? Why is it got uh, no, like? No, it's got too many points on that. So oh, okay. No, no. I don't know what that star is. Is that just a glory hole on your arm right there? Um. So so let, so I hear. It's already just started. Said. Just go with it. Just go. Okay. With it. Okay. Cool. Um, piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> just still know that. Okay. Okay. Get him. Get him. <laughs> So I'm getting hit up constantly about some basketball game. Okay. So what, now, three, unlike three this gentleman <laughs> who's a, who's a, who I understand you beat, but yeah. I do play a lot. I don't know if you beat, play a lot. I destroyed. No, that was the first time I played. Okay, in years. so the first time you played, <laughs> yeah. and Ari hasn't played in like two years, and yeah. fainted several times during the game. Almost fainted. Yeah. Unlike those guys, I live, breathe, and die. This. I know. I said this about <laughs> Look, bowling, I and Ari watch. Ari destroyed me. <laughs> no, I, I shoot. I play. Wait, Ari beat you in bowling. In bowling. Which oh, is, okay. d- d- I yeah, mean, my uh, family didn't talk to me for two weeks. And Ari <laughs> was friends with a professional bowler. We know that. He just, dude. I he, I beat in the first that game. Set up him set, was it ridiculous. Yeah. I, well, well, you're I, like. I'm gonna win five games. Yeah, that in a was row. idiotic. That was stupid. If but he got me in the one, third. I would have only talked it down the three, and he just went on this insane run at the end. Yeah, yeah. Five games, and he has to win zero, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But if he wins just <laughs> one, he wins the whole. Bat. My bowling. When I bowl, if I, my score gets lower and lower as time goes on, so like the fact that five, like five, are you fucking crazy? No, I thought that that's what was going to happen. His arm was going to fall off, but yeah. somehow in that last half of that third game, he caught he caught fire, and he just had like all strikes and one spare, and now I'm just wow. like, oh my god! And then two hours of gay porn. <laughs> I forgot that was the bad. <laughs> Which why I didn't mind the Michael Sam making yeah, out like, his boyfriend. I'm like, oh, this is tame yeah, compared that, to what yeah, I'm yeah, used yeah. to. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, we can if you want to do this. I still know what the bet is going to be, and I only play uh, indoors. What? Yeah, what's with that? I heard that. What's with the indoors? I don't play outdoors. Sounds How great. Come? Just it's. I just hate playing. I, the it's too bright. I want to wear sunglasses. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if you want to lose indoors, we can do that. Yeah, but see, you don't understand. Uh, like, I don't understand. What I can happens. hit shots. Right, not with me there, though. No, I so can't. I'll have fun trying. The that. thing is, I mean, <laughs> it's the defense, man. You I get it. But if he plays, like, I, I, like I'm going to call fouls if he's playing this. Like, I never really play, so I'm going to strong arm your defense. Uh, I don't think And I can so dribble. Dirty, I can dribble. Okay. Well, my problem, I could, A, our court was very slippery. I would have lost, but I would have scored two more times. I don't know about that. <laughs> If I would have gotten away, from I you, got all of your and my rebounds. That's not that true. whole game. I got a couple of what your own, and if I got I low base, bro. I'm not easy to just bang down and keep moving down. I have a you low are, base. You are. He is bigger than me and Ari by far. Yeah, I'm fat, and you're I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ari maybe is. You're about the same size as Ari. High no, wise, Ari's right? about three inches taller than me. What? No. But Ari is. is like, I have so Ari is dying. And he's weed all the time. He's oh, willowy at this point. No physical strength whatsoever. None. He's it's like Mr. Burns. Shocking to me. Yeah. How quickly. At the score was two to one and he was. I'm on so all happy fours. you won. We needed somebody oh, to beat yeah. that guy. God, it was the worst. That's why it I took, took that bet, because I'm like, there's no way I'm losing. It took so long. Did it? It was a long game. Fifty six minutes. An yeah. hour? Yeah. Our game took ten minutes. Dude, he would take <laughs> breaks. <laughs> He See, would literally, it would be his ball, and he would just hold it and just breathe. Just catch his fucking breath. It was awful. It was crazy, dude. That's another thing. We're messed up on play, bowling. For anyone listening, if you haven't heard the play-by-play episode of this game, it's on the Punch Drunk Pot. It's called Bag of Bets Basketball. And then Tebow and David Taylor, they just do a play-by-play of the whole thing. Yeah. And there's parts where they go, 
And Ari's taking another break. Ari's on the ground. Ari's now sitting down drinking Gatorade. It's it was like so funny when you listen to like real professional play-by-play guys, yeah. and then you listen to your friends because you're like, oh, I'll just describe the whole thing. And then they, you just hear radio silence for like three minutes, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, oh, let's go down. You're stupid. That's yeah, all you hear. Yeah. Like, what just you happened? never hear which high school Ari went to or the fact yeah. that his dad owned a thing. fill the empty space. Yeah. The funniest um, thing about the Clippers is Vince Scully. Oh, so He's it. a big fella. Yeah, six we can do two. It. I want to wait till like the end of June. I want to finish this album thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. and because you know I'm gonna practice and my chest or rib or whatever still hurts a little bit from that game with Ari. That's what. Okay, when I was Ari had butts and elbows and shit. Like I hurt my foot and my rib. When I watched that, ga- when I watched the Clipper game the other day. The amount of banging, that's a physical series, and, and the Golden State one was crazy. I think about the phantom bruises I got from playing you. I'm like, how are these guys not covered in bruises? I love that they're letting well, they're them play. they're made steel, those guys. Still, but you'd think they'd bruise. But you look at Blake Griffin, man. He's not, like, he's not, he's muscular, but yeah. it's not, like, a big mass like Shaq. No. Dude, he's he's built like an android. He has a very small <laughs> waist, and it's very, he's very shredded. He's all muscle. And he bangs with these dudes. You see, he's like, boom, yeah, boom. Man. It's a great series, and they're letting him play. But what you're seeing, you're seeing from CP3 is like in the realm of when Magic Johnson played center for the Lakers in Game Seven to win against Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder, and the 76ers. Like it's that kind of series where like a legend is, even though he's already great and known to be a great point. Game of, five. Game five is tomorrow night. But uh, this series is nuts. The be so by the time six this f- airs, the series will have been over, done. What's your prediction? Because when they hear this, it'll be done. So let's have you predict. Dude, now. all day, every day, Clippers. I think yeah, I, 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 we're yeah. due to get two in a row from them because we've right. been going back and forth. They just took, they took two from us, and then we just won this one. So I predict that we go back to. You have to win the next two anyway, right? No, there's two more. There's three games. We got to win two or three. Okay. I think we could do it. Okay. I think that game really ripped the hearts out of that team, and it, it kind of woke. I, I you watched that game, and we're like, "This will be a this will build their confidence." Like, "Oh, we can do it. We can beat these guys." Chris Paul wants to the foul defer. trouble they were in in the fourth quarter tells you I think they could beat him. The refs just it's like let them play. Like in the Golden State series, Blake. Fouls out first game. Next game, no fouls. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what do you just yeah. let him play in the East right now? It's uh, Washington, who's really good. The Wizards with John Wall versus um, Indiana, and then Miami versus Brooklyn. And Brooklyn took a big game from them. Brooklyn has beaten, uh, has taken uh, five of seven games from Miami this year. Hmm. Wow. So. It'd be cool. Brooklyn Clippers would be cool because it'd be the secondary teams from huge cities, which would be those the first team's biggest nightmares. Yeah, like I was, I just did the La Jolla Comedy Store. I was in San Diego, and I just saw Clippers shirts everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like, that is the Lakers' worst. The Lakers nightmare. are hard to like. I don't like them. I don't like. I don't like Kobe. Never like Kobe. I Never like old Shaq, to. the Shaq team. Yeah. Shaq. He had Robert Ory. Kobe's Kobe. lack of likability ruined. I've never been able to like the Lakers. He just, you know, it's like everybody, he's just, you know, everybody, it's so funny when a coach is like intense oh, and they're like, he's old school. That means he's a dick. Yeah. yeah. He's an asshole. Same thing with Kobe. He's competitive. He's an asshole. I've never cared about that though. Cause I like, when I used to watch basketball a lot, like I was a Lakers guy, but I was always like, yeah, Kobe's this and that, but he's really awesome to watch. He's he was, truly a great, he's like, one of the greatest players it, of all time for sure. Yeah. I don't care. Michael Jordan, they said it was a total asshole. But he did a better job of hiding it. 
<laughs> Kobe. Well, it was a different time. The internet was wasn't what time, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was a way different you're, time. You're if, every, he, if he was around now, he'd oh, be getting God. murdered. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah, boy. Yeah. I, I can't believe TMZ. Those guys walk around so freely. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, you're taking out people who've worked really hard and you're like leaking private info. I'm like surprised they don't dude, go. We nuts. were watching the Beyonce video or the the Solange video today. It was craziness. Yeah, what, they're Jay-Z? in elevators, man. Jay Z, Beyonce, and Solange are in an elevator, and Solange just starts beating up Jay Z. And what does Jay Z do? He just stands there and kind of fends her off, and then a secu- one of their security guards is holding Solange. Yeah, and you're just like, what? Ha-? And Beyonce just kind of stands there. It you're like, what minute, happened here? One minute of her attacking Jay Z, and then the last three minutes were just her yelling at him. So you're watching this like, what is this about? Because there's no audio. And it's just elevator security footage, man. Uh, what? And then somebody happened? sold that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the guy that's in trouble. You yeah. know who's getting a raise? That security guard. Because if he wants, he's like, "How much do I get to not go tell everyone what happened?" Fuck you. There's no yeah. way that guy got fired. No, no, no. I mean, they're ri- hit Jay Z's. The guy who's holding oh, Solange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm them, I'm like, hey. You know what I get today? A $5 million bonus. <laughs> There's something going on with that, man. Something, man. Yeah, I mean, like watching the tape, Beyonce not doing anything, not doing much makes me think Jay-Z cheated. And Solange is pissed. There is something on with that couple because they get so many endorsement deals, yet they still have this weird kind of street cred that you see with nobody else. They are, they are, uh, they're Jay-Z turned into different. a straight up business, dude. It's like an empire. But, but even that, it's like the amount of, like athletes get endorsement deals and it's okay, but there's something about actors, singers, that when they do like endorsement deals, it, they lose a little street credibility, a just little, a little yeah. bit. But with them, no, nothing. It makes them bigger. It makes them cooler. Is it that it's just more like where are the white enter- I'm not trying I'm just trying to see like where are the where are the white entertainers getting nineteen thing? Is it just that something where it's like you can't criticize them because they'll be called racist it's or more of an accomplishment because when you look at like where Jay Z came from, he overcame more. Whereas I feel like most of the time I see a new white celebrity, you find out who their dad is. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> like or something. Raised in the suburbs somewhere. Yeah, it's like, like you, you get Jay-Z's accomplishments are greater because he overcame so much more. He came from the projects. Yeah, if you like grew up in the hood and you sold drugs and you got shot a couple times. You grew up around murder like, all the time. If I do that, will I have a career? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I'm a comedian shot 14 times. Yeah. yeah. Loves Pepsi. Yeah, so it just it feels like more, you overcame far more many you came overcame more obstacles. Okay. All right. That, that's yeah, it's like the American dream. On there's steroids. more. The secret to anything being interesting is contrast. So you have more contrast in Jay Z's massive, mult like huge conglomerate success. What about Dr. Dre? First hip hop. Hip hop's first billionaire. Unbelievable. I'm dude. One of the great producers. Street cred. The fact that he's a billionaire. No, that's gonna give him more. He's like yeah. the ultimate one. One of the great producers well, of all crew. time. I mean, so meticulous. Those beats. I mean, good Dr. Dre beats are just so perfected. I have a pair. Oh, they're, they're great. Fl- no, not the earphones. I mean, his tracks. Like the earphones are music. garbage. Yeah, people oh, say no. the earphones aren't great. The, the, I mean, the if you good buy the ones. high-end ones, they're oh, okay. good. I got them as a gift, yeah. and they're amazing. But don't you lose them or the pieces fall off? That's the only thing I hate about no, no, that stuff. Let me, oh, let's take a look at them. This is going to be bad. This segment was brought to you by Beats no, headphones. Go listen to the Chronic There's, again. Oh, that stuff. There's studio We're talking beats. about the earbuds. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. 
Listen to the chronic. The tracks are just Oh, I know. He was beautiful. Awesome. Well, it's NWA. He goes from NWA. So good. <laughs> then gives us Eminem, who I think so is... Sim- the simplicity, the refined simplicity of Dre's music is something. Him, Timbaland, they're just... Like, you're not Next level, see. dude. I like Snoop. Sorry, I like Snoop. Snoop's <laughs> tremendous. Snoop is tremendous. Just Blaze, another tremendous producer. Great. Yeah, but he, Dre's produced Snoop, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. You hear those... Dre's sp- fucking special. He is... He's next level. Yeah, just when his thing... I'm never ca- crazy about him. Ah, oh, Dre's the best. When he introduced Snoop, I'm like, oh, more of this guy, please. Enough well, you, Dre, Dre wasn't the best rapper necessarily, but yeah, when yeah. you hear those tracks, like, that's all That's all Dre. Like, I actually... I remember an interview. Gwen Stefani did a song, and Dre produced it. She was like, I've never had any producer be that, perf- like, much of a perfectionist. Like, knew every... Like, told her how to sing it in a way that was so specific... Just like, no, 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 exactly like this. I need it like that, like had it all figured out. That's why you're making billions. We got to wrap this up. We're at uh, almost uh, two hours. How long do they usually go? Uh, uh, like an hour-ish, hour 15. Yeah, but man. But when it's going, you know, we just, we just go. Kids talking. Thanks for doing this. It's uh, the motherfucking trip, Lee. Hey, uh, let's set up a date to get again. you guys on. Uh, it's Believe in Yourself, All Things Comedy. I think it's one of the first albums uh, All Things Comedy is putting out, so... Yep. They did so a excited! With Jackie, Jackie Cation. Cation, but that was video. Yeah, yours is gonna be the first audio. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So their first two are both Armenian. Oh, yeah, yeah I never Armenian. thought about that. All two totally coming. different armies too. Shit, she's great. So let's yeah. see. Let me look at this calendar here. This is going to fucking. Um, this actually comes out. This episode comes out on the twentieth. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So today, everybody, go get it. Bye. Episode is over. This is how comedians stay in the business. Yeah. If you like a comedian, take your money and buy something they made. I'm really excited about it too. Go I'm to really allthingscomedy.com. All the info will be there. Yeah, the links. Yeah, uh, iTunes, Amazon, most likely. I, they're gonna put it everywhere. Everywhere. Spotify, Pandora, wherever you can buy music. Go get. Believe Target. in yourself. I feel like Stan fun, Purple crazy, good times. Anything goes. Uh, no whole bar. Listen to it. It's an hour of power. Any road dates you want to plug? This comes out on the twentieth. So where you? No, I don't. I don't. I don't even Nothing remember where I'm gonna be. Uh, your your Twitter is uh, at Sam Tripoli. Right? At Sam Tripoli. And you have at the Naughty Show. That yep. And at, at Punch, Naughty Show. At, sorry, at Naughty Show. Then uh, also at listen, Punch Drunk. Also listen to that Punch Drunk on the All Things Comedy Network. Um, and that's it. Thanks for doing this. Hey, dude, I love Thanks it. Thanks for having me on. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.